What a piece of junk. This is the Shattered Order Podcast. Go switch off. If you're looking for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news, information, and theory crafting, you found the podcast you're looking for. With your hosts, Goodnight Punk, and Wind Killer Inc. We would be honored if you would join us. To the 93rd episode Number of 93. the Shattered Order Podcast. 93 episodes deep. I'm your host, Goodnight Punk, and with me, as always, is my good friend, Wink. What's up, Wink? Dude, what is up? Not a whole lot here. Uh, sitting here, ready to discuss some swaga. Been a pretty exciting week. However, before we get into swaga, we got a few things to talk about. Okay, let's do it. So, I went to this thing last weekend that I completely forgot about or else I would have mentioned on the episode last week, but here in Oklahoma City, they had a Lego convention last weekend, last Saturday. So naturally, Sounds I... like my type of deal. I had to go. I, uh, I found me a Christmas Yoda. Uh, he's, he's pretty awesome, little Christmas Yoda. He's a Lego. What's he holding and, uh, in his hand? Well, he's got a lightsaber and he's got a his he's got a stick, so it's basically like the hermit version of Yoda. But he's also got it's a basically Borg. your uh, your logo on Discord. Yeah, kind of. But yeah, <laughs> the he's, stick and the lightsaber. He's got a also got a little porg, uh, a Lego porg. So that was pretty exciting. Also got a <laughs> nice. also got a Yoda keychain deal. So that was pretty cool. But uh, there was a guy that actually had like a full operating electronic r2d2 that i got a picture with it was freaking ridiculous um that was awesome there were star wars legos everywhere there were like millennium falcons and x-wings and like the big ones like i mean i've i didn't know they made legos that big it was pretty awesome uh if you've never been to one of those conventions before i highly recommend it it was pretty incredible seeing some of the stuff that you know people have created out of legos whether it's art or just buildings or whatever um and then just you know the other legos that uh like star wars legos and all that sort of stuff it was absolutely awesome i had a great time it was well worth the price of admission yes i would love to go there because there are so many different lego sets that Every time I go to the Lego stores, the surplus stores here in Phoenix, they never have. Like, I really want Slave 1, but that one is always oh, sold too. out. Yep. Oh, dude, that thing is sick. And then there's a... I know what you're talking about with the big Lego sets, too, because they have a a Super Star Destroyer that I think is $1,000. Oh. It's, probably, it's probably just as... It 
would hang over the edges of my table over there. Dude, so I, I, they, they had one Star Destroyer that was literally like three feet long. And there was an Executrix there. Like, it is absolutely like, oh, yeah, there were, I've seen so much stuff I wanted to buy there. <laughs> well, I can stare at it right now. You guys can't see it. But the, the whole top shelf of this bookshelf is Lego Star Wars. And you can see in the background here on the video, my Y-Wing I haven't put together yet. So Get on it, dude. I love Legos. Yep. Love them. And I think I have four other boxes of Legos I haven't made over there. So Nice. I love me some Star Wars Legos. I'm jealous. Yeah, I may go buy myself my uh, the uh, the one you were talking about, the Slave One, like the two hundred dollar one. It's huge. I've seen it at the convention. I really want it now. Uh, I may go buy that for myself for my birthday. It's very tempting. Very nice. Do it. So yeah, maybe that'll be on the show at some point. Um, so. Other than the absolutely amazing Lego convention, uh, I want to give a big shout out to Tyrek Thorne, who won our gift card for this past month. He had actually won previously, and what he wanted to do was pay it forward, and so he absolutely loved the question that Sanchez asked last week on the podcast in our Q&A section. So Tyrek Thorne told me to give the gift card to Sanchez, uh, and just told Sanchez pay it forward, so... That was pretty awesome. Uh, Very cool. Yeah. Good guy. We're going to make the new Tyrick Thorne good guy meme. Ah, yeah. Hey, there you go. Not <laughs> you a know terrible the good idea. guy meme. I do. I hope. Yes. Indeed. <laughs> there you go. All right. Just cool. had to make sure. Sometimes I say things and you're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm like, I don't think he knows what I was talking about. Yeah, that's all right. Um so, we have something really exciting. So, we're going to do... What we decided we are going to do is we're going to do one this week and we're going to do one next week. Um, this, is the, this was the joint punishment. Now, we did them separately. Yes, yes. But we both did the same punishment. So, two weeks in a row here, you're going to get... <laughs> you're going to get one of these. So, mm-hmm. enjoy that. So, I, I actually, I guess I might as well play this. Someone has been very bad bad at trivia it's time for that naughty boy to get punished i want you to just grab me and take me why did the young gamorian guard not pursue a better career than pizza delivery (laughs) he could only get a job at the hut lisa love boom boxes and it makes my cloaka throb with arousal (laughs) oh you know what that means I do, and I'm excited for this to debut. I'll just say that much. Indeed. Well, you ready to get to it? Without further ado, this is my Swugga parody song. So here you go. Wampa, 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 wampa. Wampa wampa womp, womp 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 wampa wampa. Wampa wampa. (laughs) 
Now a Gear 11 cam guard is at best respectable for TBs and T-dubs and other spectacles, and you, sir, my friend, do not have a pair of testicles if you haven't geared your pig. He may be cheap and also disposable, but does a good job despite being forgettable. And if you have questions about my preferentials, your glances and wink can kiss my ass. Green Gear Slot <laughs> Plus, I fill you up. It's a gear party. It's a gear party. I love you, Green Gear Slot Plus. I fill you up. It's a gear party. It's a gear party. It's a gear party. What? It's a gear party. You're welcome. <laughs> I hope you all enjoyed that. That was amazing. Well wapa, done, wapa, sir. Wapa, wapa. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh that was that was kind of incredible. Not gonna lie. <laughs> this may have to be the new type of punishments. Um so we actually came up with some ideas for your other punishments because I think you still owe two others and I came up with one in which you had to do a live stream in which you actually played out your Galactic Wars rather than using your Sims. And you also had one in which I would get to pick who you Zeta next. So I did. we're going to discuss this a little bit more and there will probably be an announcement sometime here pretty soon on our Discord channel. And if you would like to be the first to hear about that, make sure you go to discord.me slash shattered order and you can find that announcement there. And if you stick around long enough before the trivia, we're going to play that punishment one more time for everyone. So, Indeed. As, as, as just a little added bonus for everyone, you get to hear it one more time. <laughs> Great. Well, <laughs> now that we're done punishing you, why don't we get into... Was, I, was, I think I'm a little red. Love yeah, it. Y- you are a little bit. That's all right, though. It's all right. I can deal with it. Hey guys, what did you do in Swoga this week? Well, this week in Swoga, eh, it wasn't very exciting for me. I finished up Rex's ship, which was pretty exciting. Uh, That's kind of one of those long farms. I finished up that. I am getting pretty close on Scimitar, pretty close on Bastan's U-Wing. Literally, I think the U-Wing, the Scimitar, and... Genos and Spies, all I have left in the fleet shop. So that is absolutely awesome. Pretty excited to finally get done with that. Um, my arena has been complete and total hell. I, 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 I don't know what to do with my arena team. Uh, I think part of it's my <laughs> mods. So my mods are kind of a cluster just because of the Heroic Sith Raid and having all those teams modded ready to go. So I really just need to figure out what I'm going to do there, get those teams ready, and then modify my arena team, you know, once I kind of figure all that out. And I think I'm getting there. So, uh, you know, maybe this week I'll try to figure out something for arena because nothing I've tried is working. However. That's always a fun feeling. Yeah. What did you you say the other day? I don't even think this was you. I think it was someone else with an Empire uh, Meadow there said there were like two for ten on wins that day. (laughs) Brutal. Yeah. Well. they kept going. Yeah, I went three for ten the other day. I mean, I I couldn't buy a win to save my life. It was, it was not good. I, um, 
Right now, I'm using RJT, R2, BB-8 with General Kenobi and um, Hermit Yoda. And I can win with that team. I can beat anyone with that team. But I dropped to 49th today, and that kind of sucks. Um, and then <laughs> I worked late today, so I didn't have time to play Arena. But I did have time to ship Arena, so that was pretty exciting. I was able to do that. I've been staying uh, top 15 with that, and that's using... Uh, you know, the Chimera as my capital ship with Vader, TIE Fighter, First Order TIE Pilot, Reaper, and Biggs as my starting lineup, Scimitar, and the reinforcements, pretty standard stuff. And, um, yeah, that team's just really good. I've been putting a little bit more gear. I actually ended up maxing out Biggs, and my team's been so much better since I did that. I literally can't do anything more to him, so that's kind of awesome. But uh, I might be able to soon. We'll talk about that later. Um, but uh, outside of that, the only other thing that I wanted to talk about this week, and I was just going to talk about it here because there's not really anyone, uh, any other topic place that I could really stick this in, but uh, Chewbacca from The Forsaken <laughs> Ones was the person who actually brought up the conversation in our Discord. And I, that- I actually, for a second there, I thought... You said the name wrong, and then I realized what you were talking about. Like, nice. who says that? Who says it that way? Well, I mean, that is a you pretty do if great it's your username. name. Yeah, it's it's it pretty, is great pretty good. It's pretty good. So, um, yeah, uh, we were talking about Hermit Yoda and escaping the Rogue Sith raid. If you did not already know. Hermit Yoda can escape all phases, all tiers, everything in the Sith raid. And uh, and be used again in another and team. And be used again. I literally used him in four teams in our most recent Heroic Sith raid. He is absolutely amazing. And shout out to Bedor for actually kind of pointing this out to me. And this was the fact that um, I was having complete and total hell with my RJT team in phase one using Hermit Yoda and then still getting Hermit Yoda out so I can use him with Scarecrow Pathfinder and whatever I may throw together in phase four. But what I ended up doing was uh, saving the Unbreakable Will on Hermit Yoda. I actually saved it until the very end and I was able to engage that and then let um, let Darth Nihilus kill everyone else off and then you know, Hermit Yoda can't die, and then a turn changes, and boom, he's he's out of there. Teleports out. So that was that's just been a lifesaver. It's it's I mean it's fantastic. It's it's great finding an easier way because I used to spend so much time trying to get Yoda to escape and never could just because of the number of turns that uh Darth Nihilus takes, he would always end up he'd kill everyone, then he'd kill Yoda. It was just ridiculous. But uh That's a good tip. Yeah, that that's a uh Oh, I don't have it on soundboard. That's all right. Anyway, yeah, that's your tip of the week. So, um <laughs> uh yeah, that's uh if you're using Hermit Yoda, make sure you're getting him to escape because you can just keep using him. You know, he's probably the best healer for Sith Raid, and the fact that you can use him in every phase is a huge advantage. So, yeah. What about Good Night Punk? What did you do in Swaga this week? So I was playing around with my raid or arena team only because I was just getting really tired of RJT. Been using it for since I got her, basically. So I kind of switched it up. Uh, now I'm running Rex lead with CLS, Wampa, Thrawn, and General Kenobi. 
which seems to work pretty good, except against the Empire teams, which is what it was supposed to be good against. So I think my issue is I don't have the speed on Rex that I need to make him go first and put out his tenacity up and make the team actually work the way it's supposed to. So I need to play with my mods a little bit. I only did this this morning, so done some arena battles. Uh, I think I, out of the five I did, I won three out of five the way they are. So I'm hoping once I get uh, Rex faster, and uh, I think I need to put a little more speed on my Thrawn because I never used him in arena before. Once I do that, I think this team will be really good. So yeah, it's pretty fun. That's pretty awesome. Uh, sounds like pretty solid strategy. And see, the frustrating thing about Empire is they don't have high crit chance, so that just greatly reduces the chance of Rex gaining and turn me to right off the bat. I tried to Rex team this week, and it ugh, it was it was not good at all. Um, the the Rex teams with Mother Towson are so much better. Um, so yeah. That's that's I want that team. Yeah. I want to take out CLS and have Talzin, but I don't have Talzin, so well I do. I have her at four stars. She's just which could work, geared. I guess, but yeah, she's at eight gear eight or something, so Yeah. Not good. I'll play with that this week and uh see how that goes to talk about next week. But uh also I wanted to mention that sometimes when you beat something hard in the game or any game it can be a fluke or it can be something that isn't easily done every single time. Because let's say we beat our first heroic raid at what? The 22 and a half hour mark or something like that. Maybe even closer. I don't remember. Our first um, one took longer than that. We were our first one. I mean, we were within like an two hours, I think of time being up. That's what I'm saying. We were at, Oh no, that would not be 24 22 hours that would be like 48 plus 22 yeah no not 48 maths hashtag maths for dan again (laughs) anyways we were we only had like maybe an hour and a half left before that first rogue ended so it was like okay well this is how it's gonna be every time it's gonna be tough well i'd like i'm happy to say that our second heroic we shaved 18 hours off the time of that first one, which to me was, I don't even know how that happened. Like, it's just, I guess, natural progression with people learning their teams better, more participation, knowing we were going to beat it, I guess. Um, people trying to position themselves higher on the raid reward uh, scale. And uh, yeah, but that was 18 hours off the first time. And then going into the next one, we shaved another six hours off that time, so it only took 24 hours to beat the Heroic the third time. So I am happy to say that I do believe we are now farming that raid, and I'm pretty stoked well, about it. Uh, something that was interesting was the last Heroic set that we did. We actually had to put a damage pause on it because we were waiting until the new rewards came out. And, I mean, yeah, the, we've got... We were shocked with how quick we were able to clear it. And uh, I think we put a pause after we took down Darth Nihilus in base four. And then it only took 30 minutes to finish the rest of it once we said, go for it. So, Yeah, that's why I said 24 hours for the third one. Because the uh, 
basically once Darth Nihilus goes down, it's almost over, right? And that was within 24 hours of when we opened it. We had to put that pause on there for almost 18, 19 hours before the update came out. So Yeah, quite a while. Yeah, it was uh, nuts. Very nuts. But uh, yeah, Farming Heroics, super stoked. I want to say, I know we talked about this last week, but... Ooh, lots of... Excuse me. <laughs> I know we talked about this last week, but uh, if you're... If you think you're ready for heroics, right? There's uh, there's a lot of people. So, some people have said this, and then someone mentioned it last week, and everyone shot that down. I don't know what to tell you is the spot where you should try heroic, but um, something that went around when the Sith raid was about two weeks old was if you could finish a tier six in two refreshes, you should be able to try it at least. Um. Whenever you feel like you're ready to try it, I would say try it. And if you get past like phase one into phase two, deep into phase two, or you even get to phase three, don't go back to tier six. Keep fighting that heroic raid until you beat it. Because the difference between health and team comps in tier six versus the heroic are so big that doing the tier six really isn't going to help you besides getting rewards um to gear your teams but really the only thing that's going to make your you beat the heroic raid is a gear levels and b um practice on those guys so and practice makes a huge difference uh i mean it's it's pretty amazing just i mean the speed difference of the enemies and the turn order and the way the patterns work out like once you kind of start to see the patterns of the way you know your speed is set up versus the enemies and see when you have openings to make attacks and stuff like that. I mean, you start to see that in patterns over and over as you do more heroic Sith raids doing tier six because of the lower speeds, because of the more health. It's just, it really doesn't translate over. I don't even know how good the whole beating it in a certain time frame is thing. Like it's, I mean, it's about having teams that can do the damage and that's it. I mean, you, Definitely need some RJT. Um, and engagement. Engagement, yeah, that's true. Got to have everyone in there For sure. engaged in the raid to do it. That's the toughest part. Yep. If you got people in your guild that don't just refuse to do it, you're going to have a very hard time. Indeed. So. Um. Yeah, so there was an update this week, wasn't there? Um. Uh, that's what I heard. Always in motion, the future is. To the calendar, we must look. Well, there is some pretty exciting stuff coming up that they added to the calendar that was kind of unexpected. Uh, I mean, there's actually a whole lot in this update, and we're going to go over kind of the calendar stuff with the update, and then we're going to kind of dig into separately the big topic of the week. Um, (laughs) yeah, so as I go and pull up this game update from April 11, 2018. Wink kind of did a teaser there, but if you don't know what the big news from this week is, um, Porkins is never coming to the game. Yes, it's... He's been ruled out, and we're going to talk about why that's important. 
in it, our main topic. But for now, we're going to cover the update, and then we'll move to Porkins. I mean, it drastically changes the whole, just the whole out. You know, I'll I'll just save it for the segment anyway. All right, so yeah. Um, as I go and look at the update, and I skip over the whole Porkins thing. Uh, we get to <laughs> something that I am super excited about, and this is something I've been really curious about for a while, is the Assault Battles. They are updating the Assault Battles, which is awesome. I love the Assault Battles, but for a while since Gear 12 came out, it's pretty easy to just kind of go through and crush these things without much effort whatsoever. Um, you know, if you have a Gear 12 uh, resistance, CLS, or whatever, so... I kind of think they've been needing a new tier, haven't you? Uh, that would be nice. Give us some an, another challenge. Yeah. I like some challenges. Like a mythic tier? Eh? Hey, that's that's an idea. That's a, a great idea. Interesting. Okay. Well, that is something that they have, in fact, added to the Assault Battles, uh, which is absolutely awesome to hear. So... Once you beat the bonus tier, so there's what, um, tier one, tier two, bonus tier, and now the mythic tier of the Assault Battles. So the Assault Battles are Force Moon, the Military Might, Ground War. Um, Those are the three Assault Battles that are getting the mythic tiers. And mm-hmm. there was a pretty big change with one of these. Do you remember which one it was? Oh, I do. That's the ground war. And it's funny because I mentioned this. I was talking about this change in both our, in the pod chat and in our alliance chat. And a lot of people didn't even notice it because kind of just skip over these small changes like this where it's like, no, the, the 50% chance to assist is going to go down to this and this is going to be that. But with the ground war, it's pretty much changed the entire feel of the event, right? So, it used to be resistance, Ewoks, and Ugnot to use against ground war. And in the ground war, you fight against separatists. It was the newest one, I think. Or was the Sith one the newest one? A Sith one might have, I, might have been the newest sure. one. But anyways... It was resistance versus uh, separatists, basically. I don't know. A lot of people use Ewoks, but uh, that's what it was. Well, the big change is that uh, they're taking out resistance and uh, adding in Jedi in their place. So now they're adding a mythic tier to Ground War, and they're taking away resistance and putting the Jedi in there. So it's really it's it's interesting because... Jedi are not that great right now, and Ewoks are pretty decent, but I don't know anyone that really... I mean, they're the Ewok lovers that have them geared, and then there's just a bunch of them that have them able to beat the ATST, and that's where they're at. So, this Mythic on that one, I am not looking forward to now that the Resistance isn't on it. But I will say this, it was... It was one of the only ones I autoed every time. Because RJT just made it so, um, yeah, she cleaned made it so trivial. I mean, so I, I guess I could see why they changed it. Yeah, they probably didn't want you autoing Mythic on the first event. Yeah, because I mean, RJT, (laughs) she is ridiculous in PVE. It's, 
I mean, she's almost unstoppable, it seems like. She's just a wrecking ball. So, by changing it to Jedi, this is, I mean, this is huge as far as, uh, um, no more RJT, no more, what, no more droids, um, I, I mean, that that's a really big point, is it takes out R2 and BB-8 also, it's not just, you know, the RJT, um, because it allows Jedi now, but typically you run R2 with Jedi, but he's no longer going to be allowed in here either, so... It's going to be interesting to see what kind of team comps people come up with. This will probably make the Qui-Gon Jinn lead. If you spin a Zeta on him, this is going to be a good spot to start using him. Hermit Yoda is, I think, going to be a superstar in this thing. For the heal and for uh, Master's training, you know, you get that on them. That carries through all the phases. So, I mean, probably by the time you get to phase four or five, you can have it on everybody. So I think he's probably going to be a huge key. Zeta Bear is probably going to be really good. And then you'll probably want, you know, an attacker or two. Ezra, I think Ayla could be really good as well because you can never have too many stuns. So those are just a few things to think about whenever this event rolls around and you're like, hey, what do I do since I can't use RJT? So, yeah. Yes. Um, one thing they added change that might make Grandmaster Yoda a good choice for this also is the that overcharge buff those droids give to the B twos oh, and the yeah. B ones now because they changed it so the B ones can get that uh help that protection. Yoda can steal that now. So if Yoda steals that and then gives it to the whole party, that could be a huge advantage for you as well. I hadn't thought about that. That's that's a good point. Yeah, because it was an update they did to Grandmaster Yoda also in this update so that during that uh, ground war, he could still overcharge. And then, obviously, if he can give it to everyone. So, might be a good person to have on a team as well. Yeah. Um, but it was an interesting thing that kind of wasn't really... It was just kind of hidden in all the text for the update and not really uh, highlighted, but... Uh, Kind of a big big change there. So yeah, um, so, something else is they added a new ability. They actually removed the old ab- special ability and added new special ability that gives you like an immediate turn with offense up, speed up, and all this awesome stuff. Basically, like Illuminate Destiny for a character. Uh, so they added mm-hmm. that to Ground War. Uh, there are a lot of people thinking this could be a hint that a Jedi rework's coming. I really hope so. I don't think we'll see it very soon. Um, I don't think it'll come throughout the solo movie. I think it'll be later than that if we do get it. But, uh, you know, fingers crossed, it would be great to have the Jedi come in and take down Emperor Palpatine meta. But, um, yeah, so that that was the really big change as far as the assault battles go. Um, you know, they, they're getting the mythic events, but that was the only one that had a real change as far as the teams that are allowed to be used in it. So that is definitely something that you'll want to be thinking about. And a note on the, uh, the rework thing. Uh, whose interview was it? I think it was Arnold T one ones video with the CG carry and top hat where he said, or they said that separatists that, uh, if general grievous were to get a rework, it would be with the separatists. Which made me think, okay, so the Separatists are probably getting a rework before droids do, or else why wouldn't he say just when General Grievous gets around to a rework? 
So I'm thinking Separatists. Either Separatists are going to get a pass next or Jedi. So uh, if I were a betting man, I would bet Jedi and then Separatists. That's that's just a guess, a wild guess. So the Separatist thing is kind of interesting. I am going into the game right now, and I'm going to Separatist, and whenever I pull it up, whenever I think about the notable characters, I'm going to go ahead and name all the Separatist characters that are in this game currently. Asajj Ventress, Geonosin Soldier, Count Dooku, Poggle the Lesser, Sun Fock, Newt Gunray, B2 Super Battle Droid, General Grievous, IG-100 Magna Guard, and Geonosian Spy. Um... They're not going to rework a faction with only a few characters that are, like, main characters, I don't think. I think when the Separatist rework comes, it's going to be a, it's going to be brought with some new characters. Um, I don't know who. There's no telling. But I think that would make <laughs> the most sense. B1. Troy Decca. Um... Give me Django. I want the rolling droids. The uh That's the Droideka, isn't it? I don't know what they're called, maybe. That's what I, I know want. what you're talking that about. That would be awesome. I think that's them. Yeah. So I I was really late to the droid party and I had leveled them up for heroic AT. And about that time is when they just kind of became a thing that you had that wasn't really used for anything anymore. So I would really love a droid rework. So all that work I put into them was more worth more than the three months that I used them. I really want a droid Eka. I really want a B1 playable. That'd be freaking sweet. That would be pretty awesome. Not going to lie. Anyways, I'm, I'm off topic. You are. So let's get back on topic with mythic events. <laughs> uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn's back. So... Uh, this is kind of a detour as far as just the Grand Admiral Thrawn event. So, uh, one of my friends, um, I don't even remember what his in-game name is. I, I totally should. Anyway. Uh, God, that's going to bother me. Wow. He Carl, used to, Carl. No, he used to be in our guild. Um, he's in one of our alliance guilds now. But, uh, so, he's had five-star Thrawn, I think. His Phoenix was mostly entirely gear eight. I think he had a couple that were gear nine. He did not have Zeb. So he, he actually had Sabim, no Zeb. So he was trying to do it with Phoenix, uh, you know, Phoenix or why, why I keep saying Phoenix? Hera, Sabine, Ezra, Kanan and Chopper. And Mm -hmm. he kept, you know, I was actually talking to him on the phone this morning and he just kept having held just, banging his head against that wall, trying to get his seven-star Thrawn. He wouldn't have any luck. And what he ended up doing was we kind of, like, got in the game. We kind of looked over all the Zetas. We're like, all right, because he had a lot of Zetas stored up. We're like, all right, what Zeta might be the most beneficial to help you? And what we ultimately decided on was Kanan's Zeta ability because of the defense up, the turn meter it can give, and all that stuff. Really awesome Zeta for Phoenix and... I think that is probably the biggest bang for your buck if you are sort of close, but you feel like, you know, you need something extra or whatever. If you're willing to spend a Zeta on it, I think that is the Zeta to go to for your Phoenix team as far as beating the Grand Admiral Thrawn event. And I'll be damned. He put through the Zeta on there. He got further than he had the entire time before. He still lost, but 
after another five ten tries, he ended up clearing it out and uh, got his super awesome seven star Grand Admiral Thrawn. Very nice. Yeah, I say without Zeb, it's it's gonna be rough. Once you get him in there, using all those uh, assists to pull him in and get stuns really does a lot for the team. Yeah. Oh and, yeah. And uh, you you want say Zeb this. if you can get him. Yeah. If this is your first time going for Thrawn, the first time he's been around since you've been playing or since you've had Seven Star Phoenix, don't give up. Uh. Throw your arena, throw your arena mods on these guys. Do everything you can uh, to do it um, beyond gearing to gear nine. Make that your last resort because you could do it at gear eight. You might want to be banging your head against the wall for a long time, like I did, but you can do it if you don't feel like putting those resources in. But if you want to put the gear on them for other things later on, especially if you put a Zeta on someone to beat it, you know. Put the gear on them, help them make it easier, but don't give up because it's it's possible at low gear level. It's just very RNG dependent and it is very time consuming and requires patience. So if you if you get angry very quickly, run it two or three times and then go uh drink some water and come back and try again. But <laughs> uh you can do it at low gear level for sure. So Yeah. But it's going to be really interesting with the mythic event for this because I think this is the hardest legendary by uh, by event. far. It's I don't think it's close. And I don't have them. I think I have three of them at gear ten, one at gear nine, and one gear eight. That's the that's the Phoenix team I run with. So and and it's going to be interesting when it gets a little harder in the mythic event. So yeah, it's going to be interesting. Just to beat yeah, that, sure. you just got to do it. You just got to do it once because once you beat it, the heroic version of it or the mythic version of it, then you get that sim button on that first one. And then the rest of them, the middle one, you can pick whatever you want. And then the last one is the, it flips the script with Empire versus the Phoenix. Yep. But, uh, That's exactly what I was going to bring up. So, you know, if you got your seven star Thrawn, you're going to need some Empire around him to go and take down the Phoenix crew. So, uh, yeah. Let me let me give a tip. Use your Imperial Troopers if you have them. Thrawn is great with Troopers. You don't need... Veers doesn't have to be in the leader spot. I assume they're going to put Thrawn in the leader spot and make you pick four other people to go with him. Good point. Uh, pick pick your, your Stark. Pick your Veers. Pick your death trooper. trooper and pick your uh, pick your either your death trooper or your snow trooper or maybe leave out shore and put death and snow in there. But uh, yeah, it, it it with Thrawn with Imperial troopers. If if Empire is really what you need on to beat that last uh, tier, is probably going to be a good choice. Indeed, hard to go wrong there. Um, so. Yeah, we'll obviously be able to talk about our experience in the uh, Artists of War Make of the Myth, uh, Mythic event next week. So that'll be a lot of fun. You know, um, with some of these hard battles coming up, if I get some free time this weekend, I may try to do a live stream of either the uh, Thrawn Mythic event or one of the Assault Battles. I think that'd be a lot of fun. I haven't done that since I got my upgraded arm <laughs> that's only mediocre. So 
I uh, I was gonna say people may tune into the stream not for the content, but to see if you get banned from Twitch. So Aww. live this weekend, find out if Wink gets us banned from Twitch. It'll be good times. L- lovely, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> Um, the other big thing they changed was indoor escalation. They, uh, they reduced the, um, health in tier one and tier two. So that's, um, that should just help move things along a little bit quicker. That's a pretty fun event. It's sad that we're not going to see any more of those as of, you know, what they announced last week, but... At least they're keeping it around because I think that event is a hell of a lot of fun and I would still like to see more of them, but you know. I uh I was talking to some of our listeners in pod chat, right? And they were talking about some of the live streams I do. And some of the favorites that people have enjoyed were pretty much and this is I find this hilarious. It's the ones that I fail and slam my head against the wall for an hour playing and that's 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 enjoyable to watch because you're trying to beat something like legit not just going through the motion of doing it and you everyone knows what's going to happen right so that's something i'm definitely going to miss that they're not doing these heroic uh, battles anymore or making new ones because i think my my couple streams on uh of uh, goodnight punk versus the atst or <laughs> when i tried to unlock thrawn on the live stream, that one was pretty epic because literally did it for an hour and 20 minutes on the, <laughs> and on the, I, I said, I said, this is my last attempt. I have to go to bed. The last attempt I did is the one I beat it on. And it was just, it was a fun stream for sure. So I'm going to miss that part of a uh, heroic battles or harder legendaries, that sort of thing. But the good news that like, so you got that one side, so we're not getting heroic battles. But now we're getting these mythic assault bas- battles, right? So it it would seem that there's another thing now for me to bang my head against. Um, yeah. So it'll make other good content with these these this new stuff they're rolling out. So the the one might be phased out, and it kind of sucks because it was had cool stuff like an ATST in it or whatever. But they are making hard content for you know in. In-game players or people that are top level, at least, to fight against. So, and keep adding new challenges, which is cool to me. Yeah, and that's really good to hear because, like, the Assault Battles is probably my favorite event in the game. It's really awesome just being able to go up against these eight waves and where you have to be strategic over kind of a long term and be very particular about when you use specials and stuff like that. I think those events are a hell of a lot of fun, but it kind of sucks when you, whenever you get to a point where they're just not really a challenge anymore, no matter what, I am so excited about the mythic events. I think those are just going to be glorious. So yeah. Strategery. Strategery. Good stuff. Everybody use your strategery. You know what I need to do? What's that? I, I just came up with an idea for a new audio drop for the show. I need to get someone who knows how to shuffle cards really well and just record them shuffling cards for like 30 seconds because pretty frequently we get a shard shuffle and I think that'd be a really good sound drop to play for it. So since I don't, I don't know have if that, 30 seconds of it would be, uh, I would make it good. good. Trust me. 
I would get the sultry female in the studio, and we would make something good. I just want to say thank you to uh, DDA5150 for your third month in a row of subbing on Twitch. Appreciate you. We appreciate it. And uh, also, Tyrek Thorne hit four months. Yes, thank you, Tyrek. Yeah. We appreciate Appreciate all of you that are doing the Twitch subs and all of our Patreons and everything. Uh, You know, hey, you know, before we get in the start stuff, might as well go ahead and plug our Patreon, patreon.com slash shattered order. I got a roster review. I had an incident with one of the roster reviews where some of the audio wasn't recorded or something. I don't really know what happened, so... Unfortunately, rather than two being up, there's only one. But if you're a Patreon listener, you can go to patri- our patreon.com slash order and you can check out all of those there. Uh, pretty good stuff. And, you know, as a Patreon, you get into our special Discord channel. Um, it's still in our regular Discord. It just opens up a new channel that you can go to. Uh, you know, just makes it easier f- to make sure that we see something if there's something you want to ask us or whatever. And, uh, yeah, so that's, that's pretty awesome. Um, I want to mention something on, uh, that was mentioned in chat. Yeah. Uh, ATST heroic battle and things like the night sister events. Those aren't going away now that the shard shuffle that we're about to talk to happened. Yes. Those events will still be happening. So you'll still be able to play them. We were just talking about the fact that there won't be any new ones. So Correct. You'll still be able to fight the ATST with your Ewoks. You'll still be able to fight the uh, the the non-moving box <laughs> <laughs> for uh for zombie and spirit shards and then you'll be able to fight the separatists for Talzin shards still so so that is all still going to happen. Totally random, but in that Mother Talzin event, I always like seeing if my team will be able to kill the box in one topple, it's it's a lot of fun. <laughs> that is it's I, surprisingly I like that difficult. That was pretty fun. Yeah, it's 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 tough. Yeah, because you, you can't even crit if you put and... together like the biggest damage team you you can muster, you still only get close. I just I don't. I, I'd be interested from our listeners if someone comes to Discord this week and tells us if they have defeated. The, uh, the 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 box. Can you defeat the box in one turn? I can, and I've done and it. And what team did you use? Do you want me to tell you what team I used? All right, so tell me. What did you do? You did it? All I, right. I did. Admiral Akbar lead, Hermit Yoda, BB-8, Han Solo, and CLS. All right, challenge is done. Good job. Yeah. Don't worry about telling me, folks, unless it was different I, than his. Yeah, <laughs> actually, like, if y'all have any other teams that'll do it, um, I would definitely like to know because that would be pretty cool. So Savage wrecks the table if it's under 50%? Huh. Does that really happen? Wow. Okay, that's kind of cool. We got tips coming out of the chat. Yeah. Everyone in chat's showing us their tips. Hey, see, this is the great thing about watching us at twitch.tv slash shattered order is you can go and you can see the entire chat as the podcast goes along. So, you know, if you're wondering what's being said in chat, what all these great tips coming up are, you can go there and do that. And while you're there, you know, you can subscribe because, you know, why not? We would love you forever. Maybe not wow. forever, but for a while. That Savage thing is surprising. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Does So the real question is, because I, I thought I heard that 
Annihilate didn't kill the table. And aren't those two moves very similar? Uh, sort of, but uh, not entirely. I mean, does IP does IPD kill the table? I thought there were character restrictions. I can't remember though. A. Lewis says it doesn't. As far as uh, Darth Nihilus, I'm gonna have to experiment with this more, huh? All right, All right, so yep, you know what? That's my next live stream. <laughs> We're gonna call it "Beat the Box." Beat the Box. I like it. Beatboxing. Oh, I, I was gonna say "Good Night Punk." Should call it "Boom the Box." Boom the Box. Getting like getting back at the box. Yeah. <laughs> getting back at the box. Box to the basics. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. All right, We're so just gonna uh, keep getting worse with these puns. Folks. I I really need to get the train sound to get us back on tracks. But anyway, so uh, back to the shard shuffle. This is the stuff that we've been waiting for. So I got a kind of interesting story actually regarding the shard shuffle. What was it? Tuesday. I go to lunch. It's one o'clock ish local time, which is when my energy refresh comes in. So I get into the game. I'm at like 120 Cantina Energy, and I'm like, well, if I collect my energy, I'll cap. So I'm like, okay, I'll just go spend. I've been farming ISC, so I'll go there. I spent it all, got a shards, went to the activities, hit collect, redeem, redeem, got my energy, client restart. The client restart comes back up, and they added first order executioner, like, literally in the time it took me to spend my energy and collect it. I was so disappointed because I'd much rather have spent that 120 energy on First Order Executioner because I am now obviously farming him from Cantina 2G. He's an 8 energy node. I was really surprised to see him there. I did not expect that. You know what? Compare. I'm stoked about it. Only be, If not... Only because of the spots everyone else was put in. So it's like, all right, well, here's a guy I might be able to get at seven stars in a month. You know? So. Yeah, for sure. Um, Someone breaking in over there? You need to check on that? Yeah, yeah. Beagle Squadron not doing their job. No. (laughs) Beagle Squadron. (laughs) Take care of that. Um, So the other things that they shuffled around was they put Wicket in Dark Side 8A. On a hard node, Mother Tiles and Light Side 8A. Hard node, she replaced Boba Fett. Wicket replaced Bear Safi. There are other places to farm them, so it's not that big of a deal. And then you have Night Sister Zombie going to the Dark Side 8B, replacing the Walk Scout. And then Night Sister Spirit is actually in Cantina 7F, which is a 16 er- uh, Wait, that's not 16 energy. That's 12, isn't it? Nope, 16. Really? Okay. So she is in a 16 energy node. That is pretty interesting. Uh, yeah, it, little known fact, because I thought only huh. eight. I thought only level eight I do, was 16 I energy. do remember that now because I remember farming Jedi Knight Anakin forever ago. And Dude. Yeah. Let me read you the names that are... Okay, so this before I realized that those were all 16 energy as well, these are the names from the... The eight, level eight, that are 16 energy that I thought was the only level of 16 energy, right? You got Death Trooper. You got both the veterans. You got uh, 
Gar Saxon, ISC, Sith Assassin, and Sith Trooper. Beyond the vets, which are only desirable to get RJT right now, beyond them, all of those are really good tunes, right? Let me tell you what's on seven, right? You got the Night Sister Zombie now, which to me, I would I'd be happy to farm her. Yep. The other ones is Jedi Anakin. Yep. Good character. Probably going to be reworked a little bit to add to his already one of the better Jedi kits. But here's where it gets fun. I'm a Gundee. I don't think I'd put him on the same level as any of those other He's a 16 energy? Seriously? Wow. I'm a Gundee. The other one, Hot Han. Makes sense. Hot Han is actually really good. Underutilized. Yep. Can make some really good teams. Required for used. light side territory battles. Yes. Royal Guard. Right. You remember how big of a deal that was, too, when Royal Guard was added to Cantina nodes? Dude. He, I mean, whenever, I think whenever that happened, that was during the Royal Guard meta. And, mm-hmm. like, if you didn't have Royal Guard, you were screwed because he's like, he, he was General Kenobi before General Kenobi, if you don't remember. Like, he was, uh. Back when, back when going below 50 actually happened it wasn't it was you know percent. yeah yeah like back when 75 percent health didn't mean the next attack you were dead it meant yeah. you're probably going to go under 50 and then royal guard's going to take over yep he was awesome but he's another one but here's the other two the last two are the ones that blow me away compared to all the other 16 energy farms that you would farm snow trooper who is a good character but you can get him literally any other place and be fine. And then you also got Tuscan Raider. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful You want to farm yourself some 16 energy Tuscan Raider? Yep. <laughs> no, thank you. So That's crazy. So looking forward and and as they did with this cuz i don't remember they said when they put this in there that they switched some people around out of certain spots because they were in so many other spots so any of these ones that i just mentioned that are in so many other spots are up for removal so night sister zombie took somebody's spot i don't know who was there before but i would guess that as we get more really good characters that are going to go to Cantina that aren't put in eight energy nodes like Fox was, that you're going to see Tuscan Raider disappear. You're going to see Snow Trooper disappear. You'll probably see... Uh, you won't probably want to see Royal Guard because that's the only place you can farm him beyond, beyond hard nodes. But I bet you're going to start to see more of those guys disappear out of those 16 energy nodes. For sure. So... Uh- First Order Executioner actually replaced Dothcha in his node. And, you know, what's interesting, you mentioned Tuscan Raider. Tuscan Raider is actually also available from Galactic War. So he would actually be a really good candidate for a new spot for 16 Energy node. So that would not mm-hmm. surprise me to see at some point either. Um, that's kind of interesting information. Um, so th- there's one other thing that's really important to talk about with all these characters, and that is the fact that Wicket and Mother Talzin are keys to getting more Zetas. Their abilities that come, or not their abilities, their events that come around every now and then, those are, I mean... I'd say at least once a month. Yeah, that's pretty much what it seems like, at least once a month. 
And you have to have them at seven star to unlock the second tier in which you get Zetas and mods, which is absolutely awesome. And not to mention Mother Talzin's incredible. So this is the big question. Like, what do you do? I personally, I am spending a hundred crystals a day refreshing the Wicket and Mother Talzin nodes because I want more access to Zetas. I would love to have an extra, what, four to eight Zetas? I, if that's what it is, I, I, I've heard of people getting four Zetas from the event. I don't know what the regular drop rate is, but I mean, yeah, more Zetas, sign me up. Well, let's say this, right? Zetas are a bonus to me, because as far as I'm concerned, Wicked is my favorite of the Ewoks in the game. That dude is so fun to play with, and he really brings an entire team together as far He's as good. damage goes. Yeah. Uh, He's just so good. His Zeta's good. Um, he's just a really good character. And he's one that I've wanted at 7-star for a long time, but thought this is going to take me forever to get. So, uh, P.S., random thought from that forever quote. Sandlot was twenty hit 25 years this week. Holy makes me smokes. Feel. It makes me feel old. Wow. They had a picture of they had a picture of the cast twenty five years later next to the them as kids. Man, God what an iconic bless. movie! Yeah, that's an understatement. Anyways, Good movie. yeah, Wicket. I really wanted Wicket, so I I have no problem going straight to farming him. Um, another thing that I wanted to mention, right? In this this maybe this is OCD. It's not OCD. I'm not OCD. It's just one of those things uh-huh. where I need asymmetry in my dailies, in my game, right? I pretty much finished all the hard node hard characters or really good characters from the dark side that I wanted. So I had at, at this point, I had been farming Reaper and Krennic, which were both light side, and doing my three dark side uh, daily by farming gear or something else later on in the day. But I'm super stoked, actually, that now that Zombie and Wicket are both on the dark side again, so I can go back to doing one and the other at the beginning of the day to get rid of the dailies and then finish hard notes throughout the day with the energy I collect. I am happy that there are good dark side hard note characters again to for me to farm. Granted, yep. I don't farm, I don't farm uh, Millennium Falcon, so that would have been one that uh, I would have been farming and I wouldn't have been done with yet. So there could have been one that I would have done, but I just hadn't been doing that one. But it's nice to see more dark side hard node characters because there's so many on the light side and not there weren't as many on the dark side. So yep, two out of the three going to the dark side, I think was a good choice. Yeah, for sure. Um, kind of random, but... Um, Mike Mitsu actually mentioned it in live chat. Shout out, uh, Shattered Order represent. Um, Logray, I think, is way underrated. He has an AoE daze that cannot be evaded. Um, yeah, and the same move takes away 100% turn meter from whoever the target is. Yeah, like that is. He's a. I love Logray. That dude is a. He's a badass. I love that. If I had him leveled up, I would stick him on my RJT team just because of that freaking days. I mean, um, you obviously have Holdo that you could use instead, but uh, it's... 
Not yet. I mean, that AoE daze is freaking nasty. Love it. One of my favorite abilities is anything that's an AoE daze. Um, not my favorite, but one of my favorites. Uh, so, there was something else I was going to mention. Oh, oh, you mentioned OCD. Dan, I need your help. <laughs> tell me, tell me what, what tell me what to do. Cause I, I can't decide. So here's the deal. I screwed up in like the week preceding them adding multi-sim to Galactic War. And here's my problem. I have like 3,500 credits. I can never get to zero. I am seriously considering just battling <laughs> through a couple battles in Galactic War to get to where I'm at a number, you know, that's a multiple of 1,200. Divisible by, yeah, div- because, divisible by 400. Oh my God, it drives me crazy. I, I can't handle it. It just, oh, like, if they could just remove the 100 credits, I would be perfectly fine. But I basically have to waste away, you know, a, what, a 1, thousand, eleven hundred credits or whatever, uh, to get rid of it. I don't remember exactly. I think you get. Do you just spend it all on shard shop currency? Is that what you yes, do? Yes, I buy the ships every time because the ships are a slightly better deal. So every time it refreshes. Because I'm, I'm in the game right now and I have, fifty four k galactic war currency. I did have quite a bit like that, and I ended up spending it all. Just getting the shard shop currency <laughs> and been buying gear like crazy. Um, I mean, even the fairly inefficient stuff, according to the gear guide, I've been buying some of that just because I had so much currency after I spent all of that, but I'm starting to get back to my regular farming strategy. So, um, Ty- yay, Ty- Tyrek Thorne's excited that I am more OCD than him. That's, that's, that's good to know. Glad I'm making food. Feel- making people feel better but i gotta figure out what i'm gonna do about this galactic that's war thing, what we do it's here. driving me nuts um at least it's not an odd number like it used to oh be. that was that, that, that was weird really, number yeah. thing that was going on i, I was stuck with that like was... 180 galactic war currency for a while oh, it was brutal <laughs> so glad yeah that, that was a that. nasty number to look at for a while yeah I for sure that awesome so um that should be it for oh big thing here at the end of the update uh, the german translation for mother Towson's plague has been clarified so if you were oh thank god having we have germans in our guild so i just wanted to mention that all right so for our guildies from germany uh you'll now know what plague means yay well why don't we get into this next thing Next thing. Strong with us, this update is Young Padawans. It's time to talk about some raid rewards. This is, uh... Boy, this was a controversial topic this week, wasn't it? Controversial. So controversial, they've put out two posts about it to try to, uh... Silence the help masses. With what's, yeah, help out with what's uh, the reaction to this. All right. So, Re- reaction that's well-deserved, in in my opinion. All right. So what were your initial thoughts? What were my initial thoughts? Uh, 
I wish that we hadn't paused our heroic raid for 18 hours. So I finished top, 12, I finished yeah, I top five. So that was definitely my thoughts. And then, uh, I had the same reaction. I was like, this sucks. And then I kind of started looking at it a little bit more and I, you get less gear finishing at the top. There's zero doubt about that. It's, no question, you're not... It seemed like before you were guaranteed a full piece. I don't know if that's how it was actually programmed, but it seemed like everybody I talked to at Finished High pretty much got a full piece. Um, it was a very high drop rate on that. And then now they said they had cut it down to 40% drop rate on full pieces. And what is kind of nice about it is you get this fixed amount of salvage gear and then any full crafts, are additional on top of that. So that was really nice. There was actually somebody in our guild that I think got three full crafted pieces. They weren't all gear 12 pieces, but there was like gear 12. There was uh, the Mark 8 electro binoculars, the difficult piece that you need, um, and then something else that was pretty awesome. So you, you could still get good rewards, but it just it, you weren't getting the full consistent amount. And that was one thing that I really liked about what they did with the... Um, the reward change in the Sith, uh, Sith Triumphant raid was the fact that they gave you a wider variety of things rather than kind of locking you down to a few small things. But if they're giving out, you know, like three pieces and they give you 10 pieces of it or whatever, and then you have a chance of a full piece, it's not awful, um, but it's, it's, a, it's definitely less than it was. Now, there were some people that finished lower in our guild that were pretty happy they actually got better rewards than they had previously so that's obviously what they mean by flattening it out was the idea being first to 25 is going to get less rewards and 25 26 on to 50 would get better rewards and i really like the idea of that i'm just not sure how well this was done what do you think so we talked about this when we saw the rewards when the raid was released, right? And I said that the way that I liked the way Treya shards were done with the, the five for 30 to 50 and the six from 10 to 30 and then the, the, the scale up to uh, number one for Treya shards and not just... The top three get a higher amount, and then everyone else is equalized for Treya shards, right? Yep. I talked about how I liked that because of the fact that you were incentivized to do better in the raid to get more shards, right? Yep. And I always thought that that would push people to keep keep fighting to keep get their more shards, at least to the point where everyone's uh, got her at seven stars, and then by that point, I would assume that the raid's going to be a little less of a time-consuming thing, just the same way the other two raids went. But I always like the way the Treya shards are. Um, gear was the same way, whereas the lower parts, you still got gear. And the beginning parts, or if the top of the ranks got more gear, so you wanted to be at the top to get the gear, and it pushed you to do more well in the raid so that you got that better gear, right? Mm -hmm. Um I always liked that about it. And so the flattening thing to me 
went against what I liked about what they were doing with the rewards from there. And that's that maybe that's just a guild leader thing because to me, anything that's in there to push people to participate more, to do their best, to defeat something and and be rewarded for that was good. But um it's also I'm not going to say it's bad to flatten the rewards because you're working as a guild, right? So everyone progressing in your guild and getting better gear to gear their characters and continually get better and higher galactic power and everything else in all aspects of the game is going to make guild events better for your guild, right? So that's not a that's not a problem for me. And we're beating heroic Sith or yeah, the heroic Sith raid. So so I don't feel like that's going to be a problem trying to get the gear on the people that need it. But it's just when the top guys are upset now that they're not getting the gear that they were and say things like, yeah, well, I don't need to try as hard because I'm not getting as much as I was for trying as hard as I did. That's a problem to me because this is a hard raid. And if people aren't doing their best because they don't, feel like what they're getting out of it at the end is worth their time then maybe we fall short or maybe things become way harder than they should be and those types of things you know what i'm saying so i i see the reasoning behind it i don't know that i like it as much as i'm supposed to in their opinion all you right know what i mean so let me counter everything you just said with two incredibly important points One, the people that finish top 10 seem to finish top 10 just about every raid. And in the previous structure, by finishing top 10, you are getting significantly better gear rewards, which is allowing you to gear up your characters even quicker, which is allowing you to have an even larger advantage. So the previous gear structure or the, you know, raid reward structure was actually creating huge divides in guilds. I think this leads into point number two. I think this is a serious reason why there was so much guild divide and guild splitting whenever this raid started. So even our guild, there were a lot of other guilds. There were tons of guilds that started ended up splitting because there was such a big divide between people at the bottom not being ready and people at the top being ready and having all the teams. And I think that this gear is a big part of that because if you're not getting the same gear, if you're getting lesser gear, if you're getting, you know, uh, half to a quarter of the amount of gear as the top people, you're going to be behind significantly in the amount of characters you have geared up and stuff like that. And if you're in a competitive guild where they may cut you or boot you or something, then that puts you in a negative position uh, unless, um, you know, you're spending heavily or, you know, obviously facing top of the arena, stuff like that can help counteract some of that, but it won't completely counteract it. And I think this is really important for helping keep guilds together. I think it's, I, I don't know if that was part of their conscious reason for actually doing this, but I do think this will have a significant impact on guilds being able to, uh, you know, not have as great of a divide between the top people in raids and the bottom people in raids. And I think that's really important whenever you're talking about a raid like the Heroic Sith that is that is very difficult, that does require the vast majority of your guild doing their absolute best to complete the thing. 
Yeah, so I'm trying to play both sides on this and see everyone's opinion, right? I have I I don't have a problem with the way the idea of uh, what they were going for, you know what I mean? Yep. It's more about what happened than uh, and how it happened than what it is, you know what I mean? So like before you had and we talked about the gear rewards and whether we liked them or didn't like them or whatever. Um, going from ha- getting like, let's say t- 10 to 12 different types of pieces, which meant 10 to 12 different chances at a fully crafted piece, along with having them three to four pieces a- apart down to three or four pieces of gear only upped at like 10 salvage a piece. You're even with those three pieces on the other one, you're not getting as much out of the rewards now. At least it didn't feel that way with the new reward structure as you were with the last, no matter where you were. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so just for giggles, I went and so these are, this was prior to the change. I finished sit. Sorry, not sixth. Second in a heroic Sith raid, and I received approximately 150 salvage and two fully crafted pieces. However, um, you know, I got 580 guild event currency and 2225 of the guild, the regular guild currency. Now I'm going to compare that to me finishing third place in this most recent Sith raid. Um, so I finished six spots lower, but I am going to pull the gear up because I took a screenshot of it whenever I find it and quit, you know, clicking out of it and all that good stuff. All right, so here it is. Um, I got 500 more guild currency and 400 something more guild event currency. And this basically equates to an extra 10 salvage or so of stuff you get to actually choose, which is really nice. But the total amount of salvage I got was 36 salvage, which everyone gets. And I ended up getting one fully crafted piece. So I got one less fully crafted piece and over a hundred less salvage, but I did finish three spots lower. Um, but some of that was counteracted. You know, there, like I said, there was probably eight to 10 worth of salvage that, I could purchase with the extra currency I got, uh, depending on what I was buying. So that counteracts to some degree, but that was a very top finish. And those are the people that are obviously going to hurt the most from this, from this change. Um, yeah. So that was just some, uh, random numbers I wanted to throw together. Well, so we, we got our rewards right after the update and we were all kind of underwhelmed. Um, but then they released an update to what had happened and their reaction to everyone's feedback after the update and some of the high points, we're not going to go read through it because it's just, I'll say this, it was very well written and, and, and they tried their best to explain the ideas and thoughts behind it with some very, uh, open and forward sharing in that post i think i'll tell you why i say that here in a second but 
It was a good post. I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's it's very long and in-depth, which is nice to see communicated. But the basic gist of it is this. So um, the reason that you're seeing less gear being given out... um, Okay, I'm putting two and two together here. So this isn't what was written. This is my own personal thought and feeling on what's going on. But they had... So now you're getting four pieces of salvage or a fully crafted piece in your rewards, right? As opposed to the the large chunk you got before, but you're getting more of it. They said that gear more new gear 12 gear was coming in May and that gear would be exclusive to the heroic Sith raid. So my thought was reducing the amount of certain types of salvage that you're getting in the raid is making room for you to get those other pieces when they come. So basically the four you get now, let's pretend you add two more of the new pieces on there. So you're going to be getting six different types of gear, right? With your rewards. I hope that's what they mean. That's my assumption. I could be completely wrong, but when you go down so far from the amount of different types of salvage you get, in a raid to that number. And then if you want to throw those other pieces in with those other four, that doesn't make any sense to me. So to me, my thought was, okay, well, this kind of makes sense. So if you have the four we're getting now, and then you throw in the, the gear 12 stuff on top of that, that's a good amount of gear still. And you're getting new stuff along with the old stuff and no challenge gear. Another thing I would like to mention that I'm very happy about, but, uh, you know, you're getting the, that stuff and then the Gear 12 stuff. So I my assumption is that Gear 12 stuff we're getting is going to be finishers. So pretty soon we'll be seeing maybe Gear 13 characters in May. Gear 13 meaning you're going to get to Gear th- 13 and you're going to have six gears there with no gear you can <clears> add <throat> after that. Because, I mean, really, what else kind of Gear 12 stuff could they add, right? Are we on the same page there? I'm not sure what I think. So in the most recent post, Carrie put the exclusive new gear 12, five slash five slash six pieces. I don't know if she is talking about the stuff to actually finish gear, gear 12, or if she mistyped and it was supposed to be the like fourth and fifth pieces of gear 12, or if she's saying there's going to be five to six new pieces that will cover those last slots in gear 12. Not exactly sure there, but um, we're excited to find out. And from the sound of it, they never mentioned gear 13. So I kind of think that gear 13 is not going to be a thing. Yeah. I think that's going to be a little bit further down the road. I think August is probably a pretty good guess for when that's going to happen. Well, we've seen developer builds, right? And you can, on some of those developer builds, you can, completely fill a gear 12 character with every piece of gear and still not be able to hit that upgrade to make them gear 13. So that still might be what happens without being able to actually get to gear 13. But I do think that it's going to fill in a lot of those extra gear spots Yeah, that are, sure. you can't put in right now. So that was the one part. Um, so that was supposed to, it's supposed to come in May. The reason they said the reason that they said that was they were pretty, comfortable with the feeling that that was actually going to be released in May. So that's why they said it. But, uh, you know, curb your expectations because 
things can happen. So if it does not come in May, try not to crucify everyone because things happen, right? Yeah. But uh, the other thing, so until those pieces are released in May, so this is funny where the math comes in and Zathmir from our guild was talking about this and I thought it was pretty funny, but until that gear 12 stuff comes out, the new gear, they're going to give everyone that defeats the heroic Sith raid a guaranteed one piece of fully crafted gear. So, hey, sweet. The part that I thought was funny that Zeth said is, the other part to this is they're going to make that a thing within one to two weeks to make that make sure that's happening for people that defeat the heroic Sith raid. That means so let's it's April twelfth now. I got my cal got my calendar up here. April twelfth now, two weeks from today, let's say. That would be April twenty sixth, which would mean you'd have one week until it became May. And you know, you have there's a bunch of weeks in May. It didn't say when in May that would happen, but you're not gonna have a ton of weeks with this one uh fully crafted gear. So beat it as many times as you can before that other stuff comes out to get your full pieces. And the other part to it is one to two weeks before that that is changed. So that kind of sinks because for two weeks you're going to be sitting with this gear that we've all complained about, right? Well, they also said that in those one to two weeks, um, they're going to send out two to four fully crafted pieces as... Uh, what's the word? Um Compensation. They're going to send it out as compensation for people that defeated the heroic Sith raid and did not get those fully crafted pieces in that time. So you will still get fully crafted pieces between two to four, which is funny. Another Zath saying here, when you go to a store and they have a sale and it says 30 to 80% off, most of the stuff in there is 30% (laughs) off, right? So two to four crafted pieces. Let's not get our hopes off. The odds are we're going to be having two fully crafted pieces, but I will take both of them. Uh, yeah. And the other, funny, the, the other funny, the other funny, the other funny comparison someone made was uh, the three to three hundred and thirty shards. So, <laughs> or no, what is it? Five to three hundred thirty shards. You know what I'm saying? In packs, when a new character comes out, oh. you have a chance that. Five to th- oh, never mind. Anyway, oh, I, I, I got you. Boom. All right. There anyways, we, there we go. Two to four fully crafted pieces. Cool. If we get two, totally fine with that. Yep. If we get four, I'm super stoked. But they're going to give us that are beating heroic Sith raid in that time gear to compensate for the time before that change uh, for the fully crafted pieces. So totally okay with that. And here's the other thing. And I know me and you talked about this. Once that gear 12 stuff is added and that fully crafted piece is taken out of the reward system, the chance of a fully crafted piece is 40%. 40% is pretty dang high, I think. I feel like that's way higher than the heroic AAT. I don't feel like I get sub 40% of the time. Not even close. Yeah, um, you're literally I was 10% from half the time you'll get a fully I was very full, uh, very surprised whenever I seen that number that they actually revealed that that they had programmed it to be 40%. I was like, "What?" I was 
I, I was pretty shocked. I think that's incredibly generous, and I'm totally okay with it. I, I mean, that's, I, I think that's a, I think that's a pretty good number, honestly, it, with the way they're changing things. I think that really makes the lower end people a lot happier because I don't think they were getting a whole lot of fully crafted stuff, but this gives them a chance at fully crafted stuff everywhere. And like I said, I don't think that the uh, the amount of currency they added can be underrated, especially considering like the guild event currency. Buying Hermit Yoda, Wampa, that is definitely going to increase the rate at which I finish my Wampa and start buying other crap. So, um, uh, yeah, so there's not really... Fun fact. Fun fact. I like fun facts. What? This is... Choo-choo, we're going off the rails yeah. again, but uh, after this Dark Side Territory battle, I will have enough Guild Event currency to take to take Hoda from the 25 out of uh, 145 shards that I have only from um, achievements to 7-star. Nice. So you're going to have yeah, both 7-star so pretty... Uh... I will have Hoda and Wampa 7-star after this Dark Side Territory battle. Nice. Yeah. That's uh pretty stoked. Yeah, I I can imagine. I am what am I? 80 shards from 7 Star Wampa, I think. So, once I get him done, I'll be finished with both of them. I cannot wait to be done and then just be able to recklessly buy gear and whatever other nonsense I want to from that shop. So, I'll be buying that's I'm never mind. I I I could go off the rails all night. Continue. Sorry. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and play <laughs> this, and we're going to get into finishing our Q&A from last week. This is our listener Q&A. This was the thing we post on Discord. Another great reason to be on our Discord is every now and then whenever we do our Q&A episodes, which is generally once a month, you can go submit your questions, and we try to answer everybody's question, and this is us finishing that Q&A, so I'm going to play this. Hey boys, do you have any tips for us less experienced players? So uh, I got a very big, big tip here. I'm sure you do. Very big tip. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Uh, I know you do. So do I. (laughs) It's so good. All right. um... Let's get into some Q&A. I think our good thing, friend Kavoth is our first question this for this uh, segment. Is he? So he is. I it, here is the question. All right. What are your thoughts? Before I read the question, I'm going to say my thoughts are very short on this question. So I don't know what yours are, but here we go. What are your thoughts on a spaceballs faction, and how quickly would it become meta? I've never seen Spaceballs. I've seen it twice. So now, now that we've talked about the fact that between us we've seen that movie <laughs> twice, we can hear about that for another week, and then we'll that'll be fun. Perfect. And uh, yeah, kind of like me when I said I don't listen to Tool. So how, how have you, like, you've never heard the song? Like... I don't know. Okay, sober? you're gonna give me like literally five five words out of a Tool song, and then ask me if I've heard the song. What song is that from? Sober. I've heard that song. I just why can't we not be sober? Recognize the lyrics. 
It's very simple. I'm not a tool guy. I'm not a tool you guy. You are a tool, right? Dan. You are a tool. All right, so... Um, <laughs> I'm the tool everyone uses. Whatever. All right. Wait, wait. Well, that's, that didn't sound I'm right. I'm not sure that makes any sense. <laughs> Why don't we go on to Big Daddy's question, which is, what faction in game seems to be strong compared to... Uh, where they were in the show or movies, and also vice versa, who is weak when they should be strong. But we all probably know the answer th- to that one. Um, I think the last. I know what you're alluding to here, might, Big Daddy. Might be referring to Jedi. Maybe there's a chance, possibly. Yeah. Um, as far as the ones that are strong, hmm, it's actually a really good question. I'm going to go look, because now it's got me curious. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, I mean... Here's one. Imperial troopers, because they can't hit the broadside of a barn, yet somehow are badasses in the game. That's a good point. That's a really good point. Um, all right. So, as I start looking down, Night Sisters are incredibly good. I've never seen anything with Night Sisters, so I'm going to guess that them <laughs> You're like, being... I've never even watched The Clone Wars. Exactly. So, I'm going to say that the Night Sisters are one of them. Um, oh, no. It, it's obvious. I mean, it's the Rex lead. It's the clones. They suck in everything they're in. Right? That might be a little harsh. Are you asking me? Because I'm not going to agree. My favorite character in all of Star Wars is General Kenobi. Not old Kenobi. Kenobi from the sequels. Or prequels. And... Kenobi from the prequels to me always equals Kenobi in his armor that is pretty much almost matching the clones and him matched up with the clones in anything they do. It's almost like the Clone Wars cartoon Kenobi is my favorite if it was Ewan McGregor McGregor live with the cartoon versions, then I'd be happy. I love the clones. I don't see them being overpowered at all. But... You don't like them for whatever reason. They killed the Mostly Jedi. Why they... would I like the clones? Yeah, I just, I, whatever. That was the sentence coming out of my mouth, but it's fine. It's cool. I, <laughs> I, that can be one of yours. It's not one of mine. All right. Whatever. Um, have you come up with a good one? Have I come up with a good one? I already said my good one. It was uh, Imperial Troopers. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, then, we might as well go on to Mo Maxwell's question. How many right. people are on an arena shard and on a ship arena shard? I've got no idea. I think I have seen the number 10,000 floated around. and Times two. Is that what it is, 20,000? Yes, it's 20,000. Mo- pretty much everyone... Okay, we talked about this on the show before, but... When ships first came out on my B account, I didn't touch them. I didn't do... I did. I would go into an arena battle and back out. And that would be my daily. I did not fight at all. Meaning, I dropped as low as you possibly could for people that were still fighting every day and fighting me, right? So I didn't care. My final rank and the rank that I sat at for three months was 12,852. That was my arena or my fleet arena rank forever. Um, I'm pretty sure that anyone past that point 
installed the game, played it, and then quit. So there, I think Fleet Arena and Shard Arena are twenty thousand. That is not a definitive answer, but that is the number. I've I've been ranked. I keep stopping my thoughts straight up, but the reason I stopped on that one was I before I made the alt that I play, right? Mm-hmm. The one that I have is almost two million galactic power now. Before I made that alt, it took me probably fifty to sixty different alt accounts made to get a starting character out of a chromium that I liked that would help me in arena and do well. Jeez. So literally this is what I did, right? I'd make an account. I'd play it until I got out of the tutorial. I'd open a chromium. If I liked a carrier, a character, I'd keep playing that account until I got to level seven back when you unlocked arena at level seven and not 28. So I'd play to level seven, see where I was in arena and then decide if I was going to keep the account or not. Right. Well, there were plenty of times where I played that way and got to the arena, and I was in the 19,000 area of the arena. Okay. And it was like, nope, don't want to start there. So I'm pretty sure 20,000 is, uh, is the number for both of You those. know what I'm more curious about is how many arena shards there actually are. I think that would be a really cool number to know. Um, that would be a good number to know because then you could just do simple maths to figure out how many people have played this game in its lifetime not how many are playing it but how many have you mean installed and created an account how many accounts have been created because you know yeah yeah exactly all right so let's go on to alos 12's question now that bounty hunter are getting their faction pass was the next faction you want to see get an update and what update should it be as an example, Bounty Hunter should be updated with a boss tune and a new mechanic called Contracts that does blank or X. He put X. I said blank. Was that? Wait. That was an example. Yes, that was not a prediction. No, but it was. No, no, no. When was the boss? Uh, was this? Oh, never mind. You just keep talking because. I gotta know if he said that before or after the boss announcement. I don't know. It's a good question. But anyway, um, I'm assuming that was probably shortly after because he mentioned... Which would make sense because it was so spot on, but the, I just, so, the date seems so off to me. So for me, it's obviously Jedi. I think there needs to be something, some sort of new mechanic, something... I don't know, maybe a new character. I mean, obviously Jedi Luke's going to be the game changer, but I don't know that we'll get him this year. And um, we know he's coming at some point. I mean, it it feels pretty obvious that unless this game, like, uh, unless something, like, significant changes, Jedi Luke's coming to the game. And at that point, Jedi will be meta. It's just a matter of when that'll be. So... Is there going to be something before then that makes it happen, or what? Dan looks like he's having a heart attack over there. Holy crap, dude. What? That scared the ever-living crap out of me. What? So I'm trying to figure out... Dude, I'll tell you. My heart's still beating fast. Woo! So I'm looking at Arnold T 101's uh, YouTube to find out when his Bosque video was, and uh, I, 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 
I'm looking around at listening to you, looking at Discord, and some ad came up. And literally, the sound of the ad was like the sound of someone just loud crashes, basically. And in my head, <laughs> it was the sound of someone banging on a window. Oh my god! And I was not expecting it, so I like, <laughs> oh dude, I'm I freaked the hell out. All right, anyways. A. Lewis asked this question af- a day after the Bosk announcement. So we've got that information now. Uh, I am now wide awake, and we're good to keep going till the end of this podcast. Yeah. Well, uh, just for the record, A. Lewis is in the chat and mentions that he asked it shortly after the reveal. So, so uh, I did not need to have a mild heart attack. No, that's okay. that's good to know. Good, good, good to know. Yeah. So, what was your faction again? Jedi. Jedi. Yeah. Um, if I were to say Jedi would be mine too, but if I were to give another answer that wasn't yours, it would be droids. And I would like uh, Forlom added, and he can be a boy, bounty hunter and a droid. How about that? Forlom's a droid, isn't he? Yeah, four lumps of droid. That'd be um, sweet. Yeah, I don't <laughs> care about droids. They're whatever. Uh, why don't you go ahead and read Lord of Trivia's question? But it's marked out. Maybe he doesn't want us to read it. Oh, yeah, it is marked out. He didn't want us to do it. Fine, uh, Tyrick Thorne. <laughs> Apologies... Apologize if this has been asked and answered previously, but what was the origin stories behind your names, Goodnight Punk and Windkiller Inc.? I like this. Go ahead. Yeah, good question. Okay, so uh, Goodnight Punk is... um, If you bought the deluxe version from Target of the... uh, Gosh, what's the name of their CD? It's a Switchfoot CD. So if you bought the deluxe version of a Switchfoot CD that I'm looking up the name of right now, um, there was a song on the end of it. Um, song on the end of it basically talking about how punk and punk music was dead. And uh, the idea... The Beautiful Letdown is the name of the CD. So if you have the... Deluxe version of The Beautiful Letdown by Switchfoot. You might have this song. But uh, there's a song about punk being dead and the whole culture of punk music being gone. And the name of the song was Goodnight Punk. And uh, for the longest time, I used... For the longest time, and obviously still now, I use that as a, a handle for pretty much everything. So my my Twitter's Goodnight Punk, my name and ga- every game I play is Goodnight Punk, PS4, uh Xbox, everything's Goodnight Punk. So it's based on a special edition Switchfoot song. Wow. Okay, that's kind of interesting. I see I didn't know that. That's crazy. Um I, I It's on YouTube if you want to look it up and hear the actual song. Hey, there so. you go. Yeah, go check it out. Um my origin story is far less exciting. Um, I was driving down the road one day and I seen a vehicle in front of me and the license tag was like WNKLLR. And I was like, I was like, Ooh, 
Ooh, like that is, that's like all the consonants of my last name. Like I could do something with that. <laughs> and then I was like, but no. then it looks like, it looks like killer or something. And then somehow that came into wind killer. And then uh, I was looking for a new gamer tag at the point because I was playing a lot of Call of Duty at that point. So wind killer. Be- so you decided to turn yourself into a business. Yes. I felt like um, wind killer, like, you know, I'm killing other people's wins and like, that's my business. Like, that's what I do. So I just came <laughs> up with wind killer ink. It sounded good. So that's kind of where it came from. So the real question is, if you were to sign up for a new account on something and wind killer ink was taken, would you use wind killer LLC? No, I would probably use um, Wind Smasher Ink. Wind Smasher Ink. <laughs> I feel like I, uh, <laughs> that took a few seconds for me to get, and uh, it makes sense now. <laughs> All right. I love it. Uh, let's go on to Paso's question, which says. Um, what would you recommend the best arena team would be if you're an exclusive autoplay? With some target selection, given the current meta, it is, um, if possible, anticipating the next. That's possibly too much to... Or probably... God, I can't even read. That's probably asking too much. You guys have a really great pod. Keep up the excellent work. Thank you. We are glad that you like the podcast. Um, you know, we, we try to make it decent and at least full of decent information. And I really like this question because these auto teams are a hell of a lot of fun. I, I mean, the early, you know, the Hiroke ATS will use an auto team. That I try to use an auto team in a lot of stuff, but Arena's not one of those I do anymore, um, because I don't know. I mean, I I wish I had it. Like I I wish I could come up with an Arena team that would do decent in Arena at this point. Like I just. <laughs> Ah, so I'm going to answer this, not with a specific answer, but with a philosophical answer. And that is you want to use characters that operate well on defense. So that is being predictable, knowing what's going to happen and being at least conscious of your turn order because you don't want to sacrifice too much speed for turn order because of how long matches go nowadays. You can get really screwed, but still the opening turn can be really important. Speed manipulation, really important. Um, you can go check out my article on shadowrunner.com, uh, the speed manipulation article that I wrote that is pretty interesting that kind of talks about opening moves and stuff in the game. But I don't, I mean, I really don't know as far as autoplay. Um, Empires seem to be pretty good. I think it's probably going to be your best bet at this point just because of the way that they gain turn meter. But I think Dan has a far better answer than I do because I really got nothing. I don't know if it's far better, but I'm going to read in your question a little bit. So if I were to read in your question and think about defense not mattering to you, and then if you could just auto it, and if you needed five more, you'd just refresh and keep autoing it. Good point. Um the Hermit Yoda team with uh with Akbar lead can I don't know about Empire. That's a that's a question mark for me right now. But that team can beat most things. 
on offense. You may not be the best defense team anymore, but that is one that you can use on auto. I did it all the time on my B account that way. Um, I did it with my RJT team with Wampa until Empire came around, so it's not going to work now. But I think a good... uh, It might not be a good idea for you to gear up all those characters to test that team, but it might be something that someone with it could test for you if you know someone, because that Hermit Yoda... What is it? Akbar leads CLS, Hermit Yoda, Thrawn, GK is the team. And that team... You're shaking your head no. I've not heard of that team. Somewhere I get one wrong. Really? Yeah. Akbar, CLS, Hoda, the GK Thrawn. The only Akbar team that I've heard of is the uh, Akbar lead with CLS, Hermit Yoda, BB-8, and then either Han or General Kenobi. But BB-8's always in there. What? Oh, BB-8 because he uses a special every single time. And always call someone to assist. Um, okay. The team that the you one mentioned I said is... is the team that I used because I don't have BB-8 on my B account. That makes sense. Um, I think either one of those are actually kind of interesting because Thrawn is obviously great against Empire and the fact that, you know, he can just do, do, do his fracture to somebody. That could be really important as far as, you know... Um, keeping control on Sith Trooper, Shore Trooper, uh, Joel Kenobi, or whatever other tank you may run across. That's actually kind of an interesting idea. Um, kind of ma- even, or if you didn't use Thrawn, you could use uh, you could use Wampa for the AOE days all as well. Good, yeah. Because huh. against the Empire, that that's a really good uh, move. There, so yeah, that's the problem with empires. They gain so much turn meter, it's hard to stop. Um, I mean, shock and yep. days are the only two things that'll really do anything to it, and yeah, so yeah, so might be worth a try for Akbar, CLS, Hoda, GK, and either Wampa slash Thrawn. Could be an interesting auto team. I know they do really well autoing. And if you're not worried about defense, um, might be one that would work. I may try that, Black Bar lead tomorrow, and maybe report back next week. Um, Sounds good. Elton Blues. Might be boring, but always wondered, what is the absolute fastest tune in the game, and what total speed could they reach if modded with a with five 25-speed secondary mods and one 30-speed arrow? So... We're going to get slightly nerdy here on the math. I believe that uh, TIE Fighter Pilot is the fastest character in the game at 170. So if you add 125 speed, you would get to 295. Add the additional 30, you would be at 225. Um, That's a... uh, Sorry, not 225. 325. And that would be about as fast as you can go with actually adding speed. But that still would probably not be the fastest character in the game because then you have other things like Boba Fett's... Uniques and this and yes, that. Yes, like... Uh, so, Wedge, for example, he can get the 45... The plus 45 speed whenever he's paired with Biggs, I believe. And then you have stuff like Boba Fett's leader ability where he gains uh, 15%... Or, sorry, plus 15 speed for each debuff that's on a character... You have the plus 30 speed on Jedi. I'm not sure what the fastest Jedi is. Hermit Yoda's pretty quick, so 
maybe if you throw some of those on there on him, um, that could be faster. Uh, something else with the TIE Fighter pilot being at, what, 225? If it was a speed bonus on him, that would bump him up to 242. So there's... Or, sorry, 342. Um yeah, you could, I mean, there's some combinations to make some characters really fast, but it's kind of going to depend on whether there's specials and speed bonuses, uh, you know, various things like that, so. <laughs> yeah. Good old speed stat. I think this was actually a trivia question a while back where we had to talk about the fastest character in the game, and this was one of the... Uh, that actually remembering that actually kind of helps me answer this question because I remember at the time thinking something like this and the answer ended up being something completely different because it was something about unique ability and whatever. And I'd never really consider that as part of the speed, but it is actually really important and definitely factors in no doubt about it. Makes sense. Cool. Next question. Bedor. What are counterproductive synergies that you can find in some teams? I have no answer for this question, by the way. I've read this and I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is a lot of thinking. But anyways, I'll read the question. What are some counterproductive synergies that you can find in some teams? Like Scion removing the speed buff given by Thrawn. That should change to ability block. Hermit Yoda evading most of the time in counter teams led by Amagundi. Start giving out crit chance up and Stormtrooper preferably not critting on his basic, etc. That's kind of interesting. I actually like the one about Thrawn they mentioned because this happened to me the other day. I'd put buff immunity on a character and then Thrawn did his thing where he put speed up on him. And guess what? The speed up did not stick because of buff immunity. So never got to, never had a chance to put down the... uh, the ability block. So yeah, that's kind of an interesting point. Um, as far as other counterproductive synergies, um, I, these are all really good answers. I do not really know. Um, this is one of those questions that we'd have to think about for a week and remember. Oh yeah, for sure. It's for a week. Yeah. It's, I mean, you could probably go through a game and just start looking up things. I mean, uh oh here's one say using like an exposed team with boba fett in a way because if you have an ability like execute that gets bonus damage for each debuff well that debuff is being cleansed you're not hitting the character with exposed you're not getting that 20 percent health damage on something like that so that's one that i think probably falls under that category um yeah i'm not sure the the this is something that's really important to actually think about, though. Like the thing I mentioned about the speed up with Thrawn and the ability, or sorry, the uh, the buff immunity. Uh, you know, you there are some ways to put in some weird combinations where you're not making the most of, you know, your team synergy. Yeah, there. It, I don't know if this falls under this category, but every Rogue One rebel that does not have give out debuffs annoys me that makes sense only because only because Jin's leadership is about debuffs and getting an expose if a new debuff is put on 
And if 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 you have a Rogue One character not doing debuffs, then they really don't fit because she's the only Rogue One character with a leader ability. So that's a weird one to me. So you got to pick your char- characters carefully in there with her because uh might not be helping you. Or maybe they're not any. Maybe I'm thinking of just rebels in general, but because if I'm thinking about it, Bastan does a debuff. Bodhi does a B debuff. Does K2 Scarfer do one? Pathfinder. K2 does days on his special. I don't think he does one on his basic. They might all do one. Maybe I'm thinking of just rebels in general with Jin. But yeah, I don't know. It's a tough question. It's one I would I would like to think about for a week, but uh, I've talked about it on this podcast and my my goldfish memory, so I will never remember yeah, this for next true. week. So perfect. All right. Well, let's. Uh, <laughs> Thanks for the question, Bedor. I'm sorry I could not answer. Indeed, we'll go ahead and go to Ringer and uh, yes, what is your favorite thing you guys have talked about on the podcast? What's yours? My favorite thing that we've talked about on this podcast. I don't know. We. I don't know, man. That's it's tough. We. You know, here's the thing, right? Fifty-two weeks in a year. We're on episode ninety-three, which means in we've skipped two weeks. Yeah. So so basically, in about nine to nine to eleven episodes from now we'll be at the two-year mark i don't even remember half the things we've talked about it's been that long yeah like that's true we've talked about a lot of things some of my favorite things to talk about um it's tough to say why don't if Uh, you have an idea why don't you say it um, and i'll think i think my favorite thing that I've talked about on the podcast was back in the theory crafting of the dream team. I feel like I always go back to that. That was pretty early on in the podcast. I think it was like the first time I ever mentioned it was like episode nine or 10. So it's been a really long time, but um, that was one of those things that we kind of kept going back to for a while. And I think that was a lot of fun. Just the theory crafting and all that stuff. And the fact that the team actually ended up being freaking amazing. Um, I thought that was really cool. That that that's probably my favorite topic we've ever covered. I will say I really enjoy these question answer sessions. I do too. Yeah, for sure. I do. I like. I do. I like. And this is. And it's funny because I can't figure out an answer for this question really, but I do enjoy questions that ask about us and our experience with the game and. And things about us as podcast as the podcasters, it's a little bit different. More, uh, more person. It's it's different and fun, kind of to talk yeah. more personally. Yeah, you know, for sure. Let people know who we are beyond just, um, just people that know things about the video game. Yeah, you know. Well, so I think that's why people listen to podcasts. Is it is a more intimate feel and connection almost to the host um you know we like you guys getting in here and being all intimate with us i i wish i had like some really sexy music i could play but i don't so i'm gonna go on to zane kark's next question uh if you had to choose a fact let me just say zale i know you just dm'd me on discord 
and I showed all of our DMs to Twitch. So I hope you didn't say something weird. I'm going to find <laughs> out now, and we'll see what you say. Nice. Um, so Zane asked, if you had to choose a faction between Jedi and Sith, which would you choose and why? Clearly the Jedi. Yoda. Y- Yoda's the answer for me. Yes. Jedi. No question. Dan? What was the question? Sorry, oh I'm writing Zale back. Okay. Uh, All right, putting my phone down. I'm Jedi sorry. or Sith? Which would you choose and why? Yes. Jedi. My favorite character is a Jedi. Perfect. I love the Jedi. We ex- I love. We agree on something. It's really weird. Literally, all I want from the new trilogy that Ryan Johnson is doing is for it to have a Jedi, have Jedi in it. Bring us back to the yeah. part where Jedi Council and like Jedi. The Republic. Take us back to the wars. That would take be us back awesome. to the wars between the Jedi and the Sith. That would be an amazing trilogy for me. Yeah, that would be amazing for sure. Um, or, you know, the new one, the other new trilogy that they announced, make that in the far future past the First Order and Resistance where they're rebuilding the Jedi Order with all these younger people that Jedi, that Rey teaches or whatever. That would be interesting Make too. a Jedi Order again, please. That would be really That's cool. all I want. I'm with you. I love all the Jedi. Agreed. Um, for the CG Swaga survey, what tunes did you put down as the ones you'd like to see brought into the game? For me, I, 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 I think we answered this last week. I can't remember for sure. So we're going to answer it again, but I pretty much put Snoke <laughs> and uh, the reason I put Snoke is because I want the Praetorian guards and I don't see them getting in without Snoke. So it was primarily him and obviously Jedi Luke. Come on. That's pretty much it. Him and Jedi. I had a bunch, man. I had a bunch of sequel or prequel characters. I oh, had Hondo. I put Padme I on had there. Django, um, Droideka, B1, Forlom, Zuckus, uh, Bosk. Um, Django Fat. Yeah, I had Django on there. Um, I had a bunch. I, I mean, literally, that number was the number of characters I had. I really wish I'd put a screenshot because people have asked me this probably four or five or six times since I filled out the survey. Right. And I just can never remember all of them I put on there. But C3PO was another one I put on there. Um, I really, really, really want someone to find a spot for Ewoks and the Heroic Sith so that I have a spot reason to gear them because i really want to gear my ewoks and i really want to gear them thinking and hoping that c3po comes and is a a a ewok uh upriser bring them up even higher than where they are now you do with a c3po you do realize when we get the death star raid the part on andor the ewoks will have a plus two 200 offense an additional 100 speed plus 100% defense and get a bonus turn every time an enemy takes a turn or something along those lines. Interesting. So you think <laughs> that the, the the Death Star raid would would come and be the the second Death Star and not the first one? Yes. Oh, However, okay. now that you mention that, though, they're talking about redoing ships and stuff. What if we saw a... 
ship, just a ship-only raid. Because whenever I think about raid, I'm thinking characters and ships as a combined raid, and that being the second Death Star. However, if they were to do a ship-only raid, I think it would be the first Death Star. Which brings me to our next question. Name three ships you would like to see brought into the game. Name three? Yes. Okay. Everyone always talks about General Grievous's uh, capital ship. And I can't remember the name off the top of my head right now, but he also drives this really cool-looking Corvette-type uh, personal ship. Not a ship. And you see it. Is it? What? Yeah, it's a ship. Is it? Oh, I'm thinking of something else. Defeat the, defunct, defeat the heroic AAT, and he jumps in yeah. it and flies yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. Of it. I, I, so, I gotcha. Okay. I don't know the name of that ship. That one would be cool. Um, Vent- it's either Ventress or Dooku. One of the two has a cool ship with like a sail on it. Uh, it's in Clone Wars, so you probably haven't seen it. But there's the ship nope. with this really badass looking sail on it. Um, that would be really cool. Um, and lastly, I want a cloud car with Wampa in it. Wow, didn't see that coming. Oh, wait, it says name. I got to name it. I'm going to call it uh, the Bumblemobile. <laughs> so I want the Bumblemobile. Nice. So uh, the three ships I would like to see is obviously Luke Skywalker's X-Wing. That's that's my number one. Um, and what was that? We, we, we were, That's where we were stuck. It's Red 5, right? Uh, thanks. Uh, yes, I believe, I believe that is correct. Red 5. Um, so his X-Wing, I would like to see a tight interceptor because I think those look really cool. And then I would also like to see, I mean, I don't understand why Emperor Palpatine can't have the Death Star as a freaking capital ship. I mean, it moves around space. A capital ship. Why not? You thought Chimera was OP. (laughs) (laughs) Bring in the Death Star. <laughs> it has no other moves except for a five-turn cooldown, kill everything move. Death Star. I think it's fair. I think it's fair. I, I want to see it as a capital ship. If you can't kill my entire team in five turns, well, screw you. Whatever. All right, so uh, <laughs> we're going to move on to Ace Tui's question. Are there any Zetas you've used you wish you could have back Who's your next Zeta? <coughs> um, or like, or it's like they want me to continue to relive one of the worst <laughs> points of my Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes life. Or or who are you debating putting a Zeta on and why? May okay, so I'll answer the wish I could have back, and then we you can answer who I'm debating because uh, that might be a thing for you. Um, anyways, the one I wish I could take back is uh. Um, obviously, the leader of the Phoenix, Hera, because holy crap, if wow. uh, this quality of life coming, surprise, if any, if you could, if, if the uh, quality of life update had the, do you really want to Zeta this person thing on when I, I hit that on Hera, I would have said no, and that would have never been a problem, but I have Hera's Zeta and I don't care about it at all, so. Yeah, that's mine. Who am I thinking of Zetaing? Uh, 
whoever the Night Sisters that are good in the heroic Sith raid are. I'm gearing up Night Sisters right now, and That's those an are the only choice. Zetas I'm considering. So I think I'm I'm four Zetas from four having four ready to use so that that's where i'm at right now that's a really good reason i'm kind of in the same boat as far as who i'm considering i'm kind of considering daka but some people told me that she doesn't really help that much so maybe asajj i don't know i've already done asajj leader ability so it'd be her unique would be a second one i would be doing phasma would be the only zeta i would take back if i could because she is no longer the leader of choice for the first order which is perfectly fine but whatever i really didn't get much use out of that zeta either which is kind of disappointing uh, at least most others i've you know gotten a lot of use out of uh other ones i'm debating put putting a zeta on um yeah i don't i don't, I don't really know there's not there's not really any one i'm just kind of collecting zetas at this point i mean they're like my ships like thrawn I don't have any on Thrawn. I don't have any on Vader. I've considered doing the two of them just because it does make them better. It makes their ships better. And, you know, it just makes things easier. But I've been doing pretty well on ships, so I just haven't. I figured I'll save the Zetas and hope something else comes out. Um, all right, back to Zane. Let's, uh, let's speculate that a Dark Villain's Journey for Anakin to Darth Vader comes in August. Uh, what tunes in-game or not would you see as the requirements? Um, let's see here. So for Anakin, Panic Farm character would probably be Padme. I could see General Kenobi, which would be another hard farm. It there's still plenty of people out there in the game that don't have him, even though even if those of us who have played for a long time have had him at seven star for a long time. I could see General Kenobi being another harder character to have for that. Padme, um, that's 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 a really tough question. If you were going with the last scenes of the movie in which, and this is this might be even totally wrong. Uh, Newt Gunray was he one of the dudes that was there that was killed in the last scenes of uh, Sith Revenge of the Sith? Yes, I do believe so. So maybe Newt Gunray. That would make sense. <laughs> maybe Newt Gunray, maybe Padme, General Kenobi. I um, think Padme and General Kenobi are locks. Uh, I think. I think here's, like here's you, two two other Emperor ideas. Emperor Palpatine, Palpatine and Mace. Yep. I think Mace would be a really good candidate. They could actually possibly require. No. Yeah, I could see them doing Darth Sidious and Emperor Palpatine as requirements for it. Could even yeah. do Dooku, because, you know, he executes Dooku. That's kind of one of the first things that uh, hints to him. Um, yeah. Uh, Zane wants to speculate again about C-3PO and Ewoks being needed. I could definitely see that, but I definitely think uh, like an original trilogy type thing might be, you know, a little, make a little bit more sense. See, here's the thing about that. That would make C-3PO a legendary character. And uh, I think that, although I like C-3PO, I don't think that, I think it would make a lot of people mad to see C-3PO as a legendary character. 
Yeah, I agree. I think he's more likely to go into something like the Guild Event Store or something along those lines. Uh, now that contracts come into the game with Bounty Hunters Rework, what are your thoughts on seeing Jabba Hunt in the game? I would love to see Jabba in the game. I uh, This was something they talked about in one of the recent videos with the Game Changers was the fact that... Um, Wampa was our first experimentation with like large size characters and just kind of seeing how that works on screen and everything kind of opens up the door to possibly more large characters, which I think Jabba the Hutt would be. And that would be, that would be kind of cool. I think about this. Think about someday a character that took up two character slots. Yeah. We've talked about this before. That would be kind of interesting. Like here's your do back. He's going to take up two spots. Or it could be like, it could be Jabba and Salacious Scrum. Uh, like you have yeah, to and then, use then them have, together though. Yeah. That would be interesting too. Like yeah. taking buddy characters to the, the next level. I don't see them doing that. Just, I think they would just kind of do what they did with Biggs and Wedge. Create so much synergy between the two that you don't want to run them, you know, separate. Apart. Yeah. Well, they did that um, with uh, Chirrut and Baze, and you still a... ran them apart, so. Do what? <laughs> I said uh, they did I... that with Chirrut and Baze, but you still ran them oh, apart, so. Th- that's true, I did. Um, I actually tested Chirrut and Arena this week. Did not go well, but whatever. <laughs> um, so, Aesui says, is there a character you missed farming before they moved out of a store or before more was added that you regret? No, not that I can think yeah. of. Here's okay. Not that I can think of. Uh, well, actually, I, I I'll take that back. There's one. I wish that had farmed Bays when he was in the shard shop. Dude, right? Yeah. I, I. He took so long to farm as a hard node that if I had just tried. Here's the problem. The the conversion rates were just as crappy for base shards as they were for Grievous. So you were spending inanimate, or not inanimate, but just giants, giant amounts of currency to try to get those shards. If it was in the shard shop now, if they were to rotate a character in the shard shop like once a month... Oh my god, yes. Then I would totally do it because... That's a no-brainer, they as 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 they've already said galactic war store arena store cantina store are not getting new characters all that is shard shop fodder if they were to rotate a character in there once every month that would be awesome because then i would buy those shards and 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 if bays had been in there in that type of situation i would have gone all in on him so when they were rotating another character into the shard shop, Baze is definitely one in there that I had, I I regretted not farming shards for. Yeah, that's totally understandable because he's ridiculously good for a, I mean, basically forever. I mean, he was just. I okay, short. I'll keep this short. Uh, but uh-huh. um, for my birthday. I bought. I got a bunch of crystals last year, and literally the only thing I wanted to buy with those crystals was chromium packs. And the only reason I wanted to buy those chromium packs was the possible chance that I would unlock Baze, because at that point, Baze was one of the 
newer Chromium characters, which meant you had a good chance of getting him. And I didn't have him unlocked. And all I wanted him was at four stars so that I could gear him up and put him in my arena team. Well, nice. it took took 16 Chromium packs total. Whoa. So two... Whoa means two of the eight packs, basically. Yeah. But got him. Immediately geared him up to gear 12, and he was a staple in my arena team forever, him and Shuret. So, awesome character. Didn't matter what star he was, but the more stars he had, the better you off what he was, the more health and protection. It was. I would have loved to buy those shards. But, yeah, he he's always been a really good character, especially if you put him in there with Shuret. Oh, yeah, for sure. Cool. All right, what's the last question we got? Uh, last question's from Zane, and we're almost going to kind of skip it because it says, uh, have you looked at Trey's stats and abilities and started theorycrafting a counter team to beat the upcoming Sith Triumphant meta? Let's theorycraft now. What would that team be? We're not going to theorycraft now. We'll talk about this later because there is going to be a time in which we've had a lot more time to look over her kit and think about it and everything, and I promise you, that probably within the next month we will this is something that we will start getting a lot more serious about because it's going to become an issue. Yeah. I remember her kit being amazing. Her kit is I insane. do not remember anything about it. Yeah. <laughs> That's how much I know about Treya right now because I've been like I've had IPD unlocked for a month and I couldn't tell you about IPD. Because I don't use him. I've not used him. I don't have him geared. It's just, she's one of those characters you you just know you're going to get later. So you don't really think about. Yep. You know she's good. That's where I'm at right now. You also I don't have seen her. with her yet, which is the big, biggest that's, thing. That's the other thing, yeah. right? So I haven't seen her. I don't have to deal with her. I haven't really had to think about her kit at all. So I really don't know what she does and what I would need to counter her right now. But I think I've, you're right. As the meta starts to change, as people start to unlock her, we're definitely going to... This question will be something we come back to because until we unlock her ourselves, we're going to want to know everything we can to beat her with what we have that's not her, right? Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. Yep. I, I've I've thought about it, but it's just... It's one of those things that's uh, far more complicated and... Uh, requires more time so and we're already running long so i think what i'm going to do is go ahead and replay the most exciting thing from the beginning of the podcast are you ready for this (laughs) so if you're still here you'll get to hear my parody song again here it goes Wampa, 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 wampa. Wampa, wampa, wampa. Wampa, 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 wampa. Wampa, wampa. Now a Gear 11 Cam Guards is best respectable for TBs and T-dubs and other spectacles, and you, sir, my friend, do not have a pair of testicles if you haven't geared your pig. 
He may be cheap and also disposable, but does a good job despite being forgettable. And if you have questions about my preferentials, your glances and wink can kiss my ass. Green Gear Slot Plus, I fill you up. It's a gear party. It's a gear party. I love you, Green Gear Slot Plus. I fill you up. It's a your party. It's a your party. party. All right. Uh, So there's that. I love that. Now it's time. I mean, I hate that. What a terrible punishment. Yeah, it's uh, (laughs) a. It's a good punishment. I like it. All right. It is now time for some trivia. It's time for the sexy bearded duo to battle in their swoga knowledge in the most exciting trivia event in the Outer Rim. It's time for the Shattered Order Trivia. May the force be with you. Hit us with that sweet jazz. Oh, you know the jazz is coming. Oh, oh, I love it when the jazz comes. So, the question is, is, this is a new season, right? This is a new season, yes. New beginnings for me, because I can't remember a time when I won trivia. So you just paid a punishment, but I think you still owe three punishments now because because of your Two epic loss. Is it? It's not three, it's Two. It was three before you lost last week, wasn't it? I don't think so. Hmm. No! I refuse to accept that. I think that's the case, but uh, we'll go back and check. We'll go back and check. Alright, so this is going to be season nine of trivia. Wow. Do we even know the score? Does it matter? Dan loses a lot. Yeah, he has lost a few. Yeah, I haven't kept up with the uh, the total score. If this is season nine, I'd say it's probably closer to five to four. Five to four, six six to three, three, I think. Yeah, somewhere in there. All right. It is time for... Question one. All right. Question one. Season one. Or season nine, episode one. Here we go. Name all the nodes that can grant shards slash blueprints for multiple characters slash ships. Either 6A or Anakin's Anakin's Starfighter are fine answers. Buffer one. Up to five points. You got the question? Hmm. It says up to five points. Does that mean there's five of them? Yes. Well, that's interesting. 
Williams. This is uh, a good question. I'm not sure. I've got two that I feel pretty confident about. I'm not sure about what the other three would possibly be. I don't know. Um, I have five answers. Whether all five are right or not, I don't know. Well, the buffer's only one on this, so that gives you one wrong answer. All right, well, then I'll get rid of the last one. So you... I have be... four answers. All right, all right. Um... Oh, Closing chat. Closing chat now. Yep, I've closed it as well. I am trying to think of... Uh... I'm drawing a blank on the name of ships... I'm going to, I am going to put two answers with one answer in a way. Well, that's interesting. You'll understand in a second. All right, you ready? All right. Yep. All right. I put crew, Geonosian Starfighter, and then the Phoenix ships, both of them. I couldn't remember the name of either ship, so I am putting both of them. What? What do you mean, what? Did you not understand the question? I don't understand your answers. All the nodes that can grant shards slash blueprints for multiple characters and ships. So, Geonosian Starfighter, there is a node in which you get that and a character. And well, I then... think you have to name the character, if I'm not mistaken. Oh. Um, and I only say that because I know the character and I have it written down. But what were your other answers? Crew is a good answer. I did not think of that one. Uh, and then the Phoenix ships. Do the Phoenix ships come with characters? One of them. Either does. way, you didn't write down both of them, so that's a problem for you. Mm. Because I did for all of the answers I have. Okay, well, g give me a second to go ahead and clarify my answers then if that's uh, I was just assuming you had to mention one or the other but um... no because his, his example said Anakin slash Anakin Starfighter meaning answer both both of what you get okay um... feeling very generous that you're getting extra time after Whatever. your final answers. Whatever. You have 10 seconds. For those of you watching on the podcast or on the Twitch, I've got my you'll answers. notice my sweet right. Michael Bluth's frozen banana sand shirt. Ah, fancy. Um, <laughs> Alright, so I put light side 8A hard and for the Phoenix ships, I just I put dark side 9A hard, and I will put dark side 9B hard. I am so confused by the answers you switched to. Okay. Why? That's an option. Well, those are options, but what's on them? I don't know. I don't need to know. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Okay. Well, anyways, well, I, have, I have real... Definitive answers here. So here are no, my sure answers. You do. Whatever. All right, go ahead. Reaper and Shore Trooper. 
crap. Yep. Krennic and Geonosian soldier ship. Krennic, that's who it is, yep. Ray and the Millennium Falcon. Huh. Kylo's shuttle, and I don't know who the character is, so I just put Kylo. That's wrong. No, that I- was my buffer, so. It's Stormtrooper. Okay. Well, I didn't know, because I've never farmed it. I know. But I am. I know that I've gotten three of them. So. All right. So what are the answers? Uh, the answers are Light Side 9A, First Order Stormtrooper, and Kylo Shuttle. Was that one of your answers? Was what? Light side 9A, First Order Stormtrooper, Kylo Shuttle. No. Okay, Light Side 9B, Shore Trooper, Tie Reaper. Got that one. Light Side 9D, Krennic and Geo Soldier. Got that one. Well, this is very bad. Dark Side 5D, Ray and the Falcon. Got that one. And then Cantina 3F, Crew and Silencer. I want a council's ruling on my Geonosian Starfighter since I was forced to put some BS answer that I didn't know. You didn't know the character. You don't get the answer. You didn't know the character. Yes, you literally had to answer the node or the two characters, and you could not answer the character. Whatever. So, Goodnight Punk 3, Wink 1. All right, next question. I'll I'll take one, sure. (laughs) Well, you did get crew silencer, and I did not, so that was that was good. Carry on. Question two. Okay, there we go. Question two. In phase three, match which buff on Treya's sabers inflicts which detrimental effect? There is an extra of each. It says buffs, bad things. So, I guess where it's kind of like one of those questions where they put the buff and the debuff, and you got to write a, a line between the two. That would be my assumption. I'm ready for this. I know the three on the one side and the three from the other, but I don't know if I got them all right, so we'll see. I know I got one of them right. I'm not sure how the other one lines up. I'm trying to trying to remember, I think. Alright, I think, I think I've got it right, but I'm not entirely sure. Actually, I'll be honest, I don't know. Okay. I'm showing my answers, and I'm really hoping I'm correct. Um, All right, what do you got? Uh, retribution, Days, Foresight, Ability Block, and then the Advantage, Stagger. <laughs> All completely different than me. So, 
Could be an equalizer Ooh. here. For retribution, I had ability block. For foresight, I had stagger. And for advantage, I had daze. Ooh. Okay, okay. This is exciting. Right, so here we go. Foresight was dispel slash ability block. Is that what you had? Yep. Gosh dang it. Alright, advantage is stagger. Woo! And retribution is daze. I don't, wow, all wrong. Boom! There we go. So you got them all three right then. I did. So it's four to three now. You have caught up and taken the lead. Actually, I think this would make me one because I think I got negative points on the first one, but... Oh, because you had multiple answers. How many negative points did you have, though? Just one? The, well, I put four answers. I got a buffer on one. So, actually, I'd be, I would have been negative one, so I would be at two points now. Gotcha. Because there was one buffer. So you're still up by one. We'll take it. Question three. All right, question three. Which of these teams would theoretically have their health protection depleted the fastest in phase four due to bonds of weakness with no hope of cleansing it? Which would meet their doom second quickest? So fastest to death, second fastest to death. CLS, GK, Ezra, Han, Pow. Chirpa, Ewok, Elder, Pow, Logre, Wicket. Jin, Pow, Baze, K2, Bistan. And then Palp, Vader, Nihilus, Scion, Pow. Well, this is odd. I have no freaking idea, I'll be honest. I know who would die the least quick. Second quick or the uh, second quickest to meet their doom is the tough one for me. I think I've got my answers. I do have my answers. Me too. And I'll explain them. What do you have? I have the Chirper one and then the Palpatine one. Two, then four. Which one's the fastest to die? Chirpa. And why is that? Because I think it'd be the fastest to die. But they're literally the only team with a healer and a um, reviver. Yeah, that's a good point. It's probably that's the only reason. They were the one I picked to die the least Last, fast out yeah, of the four. Maybe. That's why I asked. And I'm pretty sure it's not Jin because, you know, she has the revives and everything. I, I think that I was is thinking, exactly why sh yeah. I left the Ewoks and Jin off of the list. I do. I was thinking about this question because in I, a different way than I should have been. 
So my first answer was Palp. The Palp team would die the fastest because there's no... Palp is the only one that can heal on that team. Actually, everyone would be able to heal because of health steal. Right, but that's a buff that doesn't last that long. On top of that, the CLS team, the only healer on that would be CLS can heal himself. So, I put Palp dies the fastest, CLS the second. My, See, the, the no hope of cleansing it is what was a game changer for me because I think only attackers can cleanse it. And that's why I picked the Chirpa and Palpatine teams because they had the least number of attackers, I do believe. Gotcha. Yeah, that could be a very vile... You know what? That would, I think you're on to something. All right. I actually think I like your answers better, but okay, let's so... find out. Number one is CLS. Okay. So this generates the most attacks with no support healer to cleanse bonds of weakness. So it's support slash healer that cleanses bonds of weakness. Uh, that makes sense. And second is Jin Pao Bay's K2 Bastan would be second. Again, no supports to cleanse, but less counters and assists. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I was thinking it was attackers that cleanse out. Well, what am I thinking of that attackers do? Because I could have swore that the attackers were the ones that cleansed it. Because with my uh, with my Night Sister team, Acolyte is the one that usually has to cleanse the bonds of weakness, and she's an attacker. Yeah, I don't know. That's weird. So I don't know how the points are given up here. It says one point each, up to four points. How's it one point? Oh, so th it's the order? I think it's supposed to be. I, I think the previous thing said. I don't know. I don't know. Did you get any right? Yeah, the previous one said up to two points. So I did. Okay. Well, I had the CLS team, but I had them in the wrong position. So I don't think we either either of us got points there. Yeah, I don't think so either. Okay. Well, we will just carry on to question four. Question four, here we go. Which droids have a leader ability? Ooh. Interesting. I think this is more difficult than it should be. I do too, but I do have an answer. All right, I've got my answers as well. Oh, wait. What do you on. got? I have three answers. Ready? So do I. All right, what do you I got? have HK47, IG88, and General Grievous. This is what I have too. The weird thing is it says two points. I don't know if Joel Grievous has one or not. The point thing at the top must be wrong because it says one point each. The answers are General Grievous, HK-47, IG-88. Nice. Brings it to six to five. 
question number five. Question number five is lightning round. Ooh. All right, someone said in someone said in chat that they had a, a QR code reader ready to go. I think that was a Lewis. All right, Lewis. Do you have your QR code reader ready? Because here's the QR code. All right, he says he's got it. The QR code's up. He's going to tell us when he's ready, and then we'll get going. There are new rules to the lightning round. If you don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but... If I get it wrong, then you get to guess for me and get a point, and then guess for you and get a point, and then it goes back to me. That is correct. The person would right. get a chance to steal the other person's turn. There you go. All right, once you got those up, let us know, Lewis, and then we will keep going. Until then, we'll just sit here and listen to this really good jazz music. And Did hey, you ever Lewis see that email... That one of our listeners sent with the, uh, the YouTube video that had the jazz in it? No. Oh, dude. It was like... It was some uh, informational video to teach people how to speak Spanish or something. It was hilarious. Huh. Uh, I'll have to go back in the archive and look. Yeah, go look through the emails. You'll find it. Awesome. All right. Here we go. Lightning round. Name a tune that can inflict days. Two points if they do it on basic. I am losing, so I get to go first, and I am going to go with Death Trooper. You're losing, so you get to go first, and you cut out. With, oh, Death Trooper. Okay. My boy. I'm going to say Hot Han. Hmm. Interesting answer. Um, I am going to say Low Gray. Alright. Low Gray. And I'm going to say Wampa. Didn't see that coming. Um, I'm going to say my girl Holdo. Okay, Holdo, then I'm going to say Maul. That's a good one. Um, I am going to say... I'm out of the ones that I know. <laughs> I got another one. Oh, crap. Um, there's... I know there's one that I'm missing. I cannot freaking think of who it is. BB-8. BB-8. I believe BB-8 does it on his basic if they're all if they already have tenacity down. We're gonna have to go to Lewis for that one. Yes, there we go. All right, I'm gonna say Ray with a Zeta. 
Ooh. That's a good one. Um. I completely forgot about her. That's sad <laughs> and embarrassing. Um. Which, I'm talking about Scavenger Ray, by the way. Yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying, because RJT does as well. I kind of figured. Oh, sweet. All right, well, give me a second. What do you mean wrong with Scavenger Ray? She does days with a Zeta. That's not wrong. Take it to the council. Yeah, I, I am, I am pretty sure that. Yeah, I, I'm actually certain that Scavray does. I think, uh, I think Tesh forgot that one. I think Tesh also forgot that one. Um. <laughs> um. Uh, it's my turn, I'm thinking. Um... There is... Ugh, crap. Um, who is it? Who are the newest characters to come into the game? Can't tell you that. Might give you an answer. Well, then I'm gonna say Rose. Rose, huh? I say Rose because I think that she stuns, and then when they come out of stuns, they get days. Interesting. Okay. We will. Wow, Rose is good. Okay, good answer. Um. Oh, holy smokes! God, this is difficult. Um. How many more are there, Lewis? Let's see. I... There's... I think there's a faction that has one that I am just totally forgetting and I cannot think of who it is. Lewis is doing a check on how many answers are left. Four. There are still four left. Holy smokes. Okay. Wow. Oh my god. This is... This is tough. So we're doing it. If I get it wrong and you have a chance to steal my turn, but you get it wrong, it goes back to me? Yes. Okay. And then if we both get two wrong in a row, then we're done? I think that sounds fair. Um, All right. Oh, my God. I cannot think of anyone else at all. Um. Oh. 
going to say, <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm gonna say wicked. Snap. Wicket. Is Wicket on the board? Uh, Wicket not listed. All right. Time to steal. I'm going to go with. I'm gonna go with hmm. Veteran Han. Is Veteran Han on the board? He points to the sky that's, as he waits for Lewis. That's an interesting answer. I had not thought of that one. No. Whew. All right, so that's back to you. We both got one wrong. Nope. So your turn. That was a steal. Right, but we said if we stealed and we got it wrong, it went back to the other person. So you don't get your turn. Like oh, you don't get two guesses in a row. You only get two if you get one right. No, I think you should get... No, I think you should still get your turn. I think they're... Veteran Chewy. There's strategy in that. Then I want Veteran Chewy. Is Veteran Chewy on the board? Veteran Chewy is good. All right. I knew it was one of those two. Uh, Dude, I am completely burnt. Like, I got... I have one more guess. So (laughs) if you get this wrong, I'll guess that, and then I'll make a random guess, and we'll see where we're at. And that'll be the end. Oof. This is tough. This is very tough. Um, Days, man. It's such a good debuff, too. Like, I feel like I should know everyone who does this. Like, it should be required to know everyone who does this. Especially with how much I talk about how much I love days. <laughs> yeah, I I, 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 I mean, I don't even know where to start. Um, You love days because you work nights. Very uh, true. Uh, <laughs> Good call. Well, well done. Very I'm funny. always. Yeah. I live my life as as part zombie. That's for sure. So Dan, how was your week? How was my week? Very tiring. 
here. Imagine a world where for six years you worked 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Or sorry, 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. And then one day you showed up to work this week and they told you that you were going to start working from 8 a.m. or 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. Did that happen to you? I can neither confirm nor deny that that Ugh. might have happened to me this week. Ugh. This is terrible. Yeah, that was my week. God, I, I'm i going to say Chirpa. I feel like there's another freaking Ewok, but... I feel like there might be another Ewok, too, but I don't think it's Chirpa. I, I don't I don't have the foggiest idea. No nope. Chirpa. Okay. For my steel answer, I would like to say good guess, but not Chirpa. So it is. All right, my two answer, my steel answer, and my self answer. These are the two tunes I want to say. First order special forces Tie Fighter pilot and uh, Paplu. Those are my two answers. That's who it is. So tell me if either of those two is good. I think Papaloo probably does. I know there's... I'm pretty sure there's another Ewok that does it. Wow, both, both are, are not, not good. good. Yes. All right, well, that's the end. So who are the three? Yeah, who, who are the who three are the that three? we're missing? Because we're going to slap our heads against the wall after we hear who they there, are. There's an obvious... I think there's an, another Empire character that does it. Oh. Treya? Zeb on basic. Oh, Zeb man. Basic. Zeb would have been freaking two points. K2. Oh, K2. Man, I would have never got Treya, but Zeb ah. and K2 are, are pretty... Pretty obvious one. I said Maul, Fyrus. Yep. All right, so... I got you. I got you. All right, A. Lewis, who all does it on basic? So I know of two that I got that do it on basic. That's Death Trooper and BB-8, which that's four points, and then five, six, seven. I I got seven points. How many did Goodnight Punk get? Is Ray's on basic, or that's her special, isn't it? I said low gray. Do what? I'm trying to figure out if Ray's is on her special or on her basic. Um, special. Rose, Rose is special. What's Chewie's? I have no idea. All right, we have our answers. We don't need to f- compile the points now. We can leave that to the Lord of Trivia, and he can tell us where we're at going into next week because uh, the answers are there. I know that he always listens to the trivia to get figure out what the Indeed. points were. So we will ask Tesh. We'll we will give up. you the updated standings next week. Sounds good. Well, uh... well first off, I want to say thank you to A. Lewis for being the moderator tonight. You're the man. Indeed. We appreciate it, as always. And... Um... Yeah, I love this lightning round. Uh, it's not fast, but it is a lot of fun. It's kind of fun trying to guess all these uh, random ones. Um, 
And we'd also like to give a big shout out and thank you to Blue Designs. Go to bluedesigns.com and use promo code SOPOD and go get 20% off your order. Some of these lovely satellite headphones, a Yeti, the Blackout uh, SL microphone, whatever you want to get. A Compass, the greatest mic stand on the market as far as I'm concerned. Um, lots oh, yeah. of options there. And then uh, you know, make sure you sub to us on Twitch. Uh, subscribe on iTunes. Leave us a review on iTunes. We love iTunes reviews. Helps out the podcast. Helps it, you know, crawl up in the rankings and make it easier for people to find it. And also Patreon. Patreon.com slash Shattered Order. Uh, thanks for everyone hanging out in the live chat. We appreciate it. And we will catch you guys next week. Later. Later. Thank you for listening to the Shattered Order podcast. Happy gaming, and may the force be with you.